Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. All right, man, let's go ahead and get to this last topic. So let's do it the right way. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted. God dang, I still got this thing going down at the bottom. There we go. Well, we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, this has been one heck of a panel. So y'all go ahead and smash that like daddy for all these percussionists that are on this panel right now for this episode. Man, this is this is I don't think I've ever seen an episode of anything like this. Not, not to hate on anybody else. I don't I don't remember too many times we've ever seen this, right? So hey, go ahead and smash that like daddy. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. Also, this episode will be on all of your podcasting networks by tomorrow. All you gotta do is type in real talk that talk we are getting down to this last topic i am going to put the link inside of the chat so you can call in and have a conversation with us but it's getting late so we got to keep it brief keep it brief y'all these brothers got to go to work (laughs) so we got to make sure we keep it brief all right so i had to make sure that i added this one in here this this is my personal one uh i I had to do it. it it was coming i want dante to start first here you go (sighs) <sighs> Miak drumming is boring. Swack drumming is just trying is just hitting on two and four and trying to bust the head. Now, before I get before, let me let me let me just go ahead and say this. This is not me because I know I know Larry I know you're ready. This, this come this come. No, it's not. This is not me specifically saying this. All right. Uh, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him out here and, and, and this is my boy, man. He, and, and that's, it's like Taylor brother. I saw, um, a TikTok of my boy Ty and he was talking about, um, hitting the tenor drums and how the boys at the swack be trying to hit the tenor drum and bust the head. And so that's kind of what made me come up with this, this particular topic that, and Quan said that MD can be a little boring but all right here we go so miak drumming is boring <laughs> swag drumming is just hitting on two and four and trying to bust the head tay you go ahead and start with it first bro all right so first and foremost um i think the disconnect comes in where people just don't have a, an appreciation for for the other style and that's really on both sides um and we just kind of assume some things because you're not engulfed in the culture so obviously I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Virginia. Um, so it's a lot of things about South drumming that, you know, as I was when I was younger, I just didn't understand. All right. And as I got older and learned more and, and sought more, I learned more. Um, and then same thing, you know, after talking with some people that are from the South. Um, the thing with, with MIAC drumming, and I, I use that word loosely, I, I, I rather say, I guess it's the same thing, but more so the East Coast, especially up North. Um, like stylistically, it's just different. And there's just certain things like, um, like the entertainment is not what comes first in, in the mindset of the people here, especially in Virginia. That is not first. Um, after moving to North Carolina and coming back home, I do feel it's a little unfortunate um, because I do feel like that's the thing that's missing. And you gotta keep your eyes open to the thing that's gonna make you better. All right. Um, 
on on the flip side, the the approach to playing as far as a lot of like the South groups, I hate saying like compare saying SWAC and saying MIAC because that's saying that everybody in the SWAC plays the same and everybody in the MIAC plays the same, and that's not the case. Um, so I, I'll try to say like deep deep south. Um, it is still some approaches that I just don't get. Um, for example, I don't know if anybody was at this game, but when I went with Central to when they played Prairie View, I have never, ever heard drums that loud in my life. And I have seen so many groups in person, you know, South groups, but that was the loudest thing I've ever heard, yo. Um, and I couldn't get into whether I enjoyed the group or not, or whether I liked it or not, just because I couldn't hear what the hell was going on. Cause it just sounded like cannons going off. Um, I was looking at their snare line playing. I couldn't tell what, they, what was going on. Cause the basses just swallowed everything up. And I even heard this from Prairie View folks. They like, Hey man, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but they, they wanging over that joint. <laughs> so I guess that's where the disconnect happens. So I, I would love for, you know, my folks from the South to chime in. Um, but I think that's the main thing where the disconnect happens. At the end of the day, if it sounds good, if it's rhythmic clarity, um, if you have balance and blend within your group, the style shouldn't matter as long as you're pushing the musicianship. Um, another thing, too, and I got to call a spade a spade. Um, we don't have to play like that around here because ain't no bands pushing no sound like Southern or Jackson. We don't, you know, nobody has... 200 brass in their band so it's not really you know we don't have to tune our drums like that um i got a chance i went to the boom box twice um and after being in that in that setting i appreciated what those bands like as a whole not just the drum lines i appreciate it a little more um after being in jackson stadium norfolk band depending on what year it is might get swallowed up by the crowd um because we just don't, we're not, used to, we're not used to seeing that many people in our stadium. You know what I mean? Me and Crystal had to, excuse my wife, we had to yell at each other to talk, you know, because everybody around us is having a good time. Um, I had an amazing time, by the way. Um, but if we're talking about just the groups playing, as long as it sounds good, it has rhythmic clarity, balance and blend, um, people get too caught up in the style. And that that's one thing that, that's changed with me over the years. Okay, Tay. That was, that was good. I like that. That was that was a good response. Oh, go ahead, Larry. Uh, I only wanted to say one thing about the bass drum. That's called not having a qualified percussion instructor to make sure that they were not playing that loud. Now, granted, fired shots fired. You got two bass drummers on here, and then you got a snare drummer. And I know uh, Mr. Barry played quads. It's it's all about balance, Queens. It's all it's all about. Quince quads, you know, like tritums, <laughs> tums, you know, bongo, whatever you want to call it, all right? But um, I mean, it's, it's all about balance, man. Like, it, like I'm fine with the setting of Million Dollar Funk Squad or, or no, I mean, same thing, but NCAT and all them other people and everything like that. And like you said, it has a lot to do with their band. Putting Million Dollar Funk Squad behind Southern probably – wouldn't do much like they they would probably have to be like dang they can't really hear us we got to do something a little different and and that's it's called adjusting and everything like that i, I i'm a, but let me interject real quick i'm gonna have to go know. back with what dante said it depends on the year because that 05 md was a different md yeah that, that I mean, was like 
there was like 15 snares or something like that. Like, yeah, that. I mean, like I said, it, it it all it all it all depends on like it was I said, 12, yo, 12. <laughs> it, it all it all depends on because I mean, like I said, long long as long as you know how to make make the music what it is. At the end of the day, just because we're going out there cranking and everything like that, music has music still has one important thing, and that's emotion. That's emotion, and what we learn. What we learned as music majors is what the doctrine of affections. If you're if you're sitting out there and you're just blurting out music, then you're going then you're not going to get the affection that they worked and practiced for that whole time. Like they don't know what we go in and what we do in, in the band hall and everything like that. How many hours we didn't spend on song and everything like that. But for you to go out there and just blankly not even try to you know try to you know entertain the the dynamics or get the the whole picture behind it like that's 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 the clarity of it like you know when the bass drums need to be loud they need to be loud and damn it you better be loud but when i don't need you to be loud you better be as quiet as a church mouse because you got to learn balance you got to learn you got to learn that because once you, if you can learn that in drumline you can learn that in the percussion or something you can learn that percussion or something you can learn that in any or something if you can learn that in, in a band setting, you can learn that when you go into your next job. Sometimes it ain't about the loudest mouth in the room. It's about it's about the smartest one. So if you got a smart mentality and in going into that, like, hey, man, like, you know, I really like that trombone part. Hey, hey man, bring that down. Oh, is it, it's us in the tubas. Oh, oh, it's us in dog team. Come on, let's let's get it. Let's get it. it it's time to shine. Bust ahead or not, like I say, two and four and bust ahead. Sometimes they complain about we play too much. Sometimes they do this and everything like that. One thing what I would say to all the people that complain about that, especially band directors, if you want a song to sound a certain way, how about you start writing that music for us? How about you put that on paper? And also, I got another thing. If you need somebody to write music, you can hit me up at Trice Percussion. You can hit me in my DM. I do write song parts. I do arrange music. And I do put drum parts on that thing. And I send the MP3. Let me know. But if you want us to do a certain thing and then you complain about it, I mean, you went to school for arranging too, so you can write that drum part too. I write drum parts on all my arrangements for band. So, did you just do a shameless plug? Definitely, I was, I was on a shameless plug. I sure was. He beat me to it. I mean, God, dang, you know, I was gonna give everybody the hell be down at the end of the show, but you know, you kind of came in a little early. Try to follow me. Let's do this. Um, Let's go to Mr. Barry. Then I want to go to Quan, and then Cushion. Well, the cool thing about this is uh, I, I've been stressing this from day one. I come from a core background. I, I marched at a high school called Destrian High School that took, you know, we went to the DCI competitions. And I was my whole life, I wanted to go to Southern University. So, you know, that's two different dynamics, of course. But man, you put me in front of a court, my eyes are glued to that percussion section. It's glued to it. And, you know, and I think that's why I appreciated Jackson State even in the 90s, because they were a little more technical, you know, back in the day with their chops. And um, then, of course, having Mr. Bethea as my percussion instructor, um, that really gave me appreciation of percussion as a whole. So when I see Million Dollar Funk Squad, you know, I'm like, man, that's my cousins over there. You know what I'm saying? When I see NCAT at the Honda, I'm like, man, y'all boys, you know, y'all all right, bro. And then they like, man, we, we mess with y'all too. So, that you know, we just got to appreciate each other, man. And, you know, understand if it don't sound good, it don't sound good. I don't care who it's coming from. If it's, if it's jacked up, it's jacked up. But if it's tight, 
Man, humble yourself and give that school their props. You know, no matter what, if you, I teach a school right now, high school with tonals, but you ain't gonna see no tonal at Jackson State. But guess what? I love making melodies with the bass line. You know what I'm saying? So as a percussionist, you know, I'm the one, bro. Look, if it sounds good, it sounds good. I don't care if it's MIAC, SWAG, it don't matter. DCI, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for it, bro. So, you know, when my students come to me, I shut that mess down. You know, especially my black students, man, the white boy stuff, man, look, I come from that. I got a full paid scholarship because I played that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's part of who I am. You know, I wanted to go to St. Og or Edna Car, but I, I was I didn't live out there. So I'm grateful to this day that I marched at a high school that taught me how to play a concert band and timpanies. And you know, so I can't knock what's up north because I come from that. You know what I'm saying? But I still know how to stay true what I was taught at Jackson State too. One thing that Bethea did and still does, every song gotta feel like like the song, we got to make that drum section sound like a kid. And that's what I fell in love with. It wasn't just a shot, gloom, bloom. You know what I'm saying? He wrote Janet Jack Jackson, you know, Pleasure Principle. And, I, and I'm like, man, this is fire. You know, for a swag school to be grooving like this, man, I fell in love with that. And that's something to this day that I preach. Go listen to the dang old song. Don't just make your own tenor bass part. Listen to the song. I will change the drum part in a second. Man, go listen. I don't care if it's a new trap beat. Listen to the song. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I, I love it, man. You know, my my brothers at NCAT, Mr. Bethea is still my guy. I wouldn't be who I am today if I wasn't brought up by that man. You know what I'm saying? So I give respect. And now he's the, what, director of bands at Norfolk? So, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's all love, man. It's all love. That's why you'll never see me having to tear you down because I have a strong foundation, you know, and I know who I am. So I'm going to support the next man, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what school you go to. I'm, I don't have to tell you now, bro. So I don't care if it's NCAT. You know, I got a brother, you know, Jarrell at North Carolina. Uh, what that is? Uh, Central. You know what I'm saying? He came down, brought his kids to the Jackson State camp. Same thing. You're a whole nother style, but your kids interested in my school. Guess what? I'm going to support what you're doing, and I'm going to support these kids to get to this next level if this is where they want to come to. I just sent Quincy uh, a kid to you, uh, Mr. Davis. Uh, what's Quincy last? Quincy Williams played quads. That was one of uh, one of the kids. Yeah, I Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So Williams. I got kids at Southern. I got kids at LSU. I got kids all over the place. I'm never gonna deny a child because I'm biased on a style. And uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Bethea because I'm gonna tell you that was the same thing that he told me in the percussion in our percussion class. The first thing he told us: go listen to it. Uh, you not don't just make up a whole bunch of parts. Go listen to to what's actually happening. If you want to hear a fire, fire, and, and I'm pretty sure all MD can, well during that time can agree with this. If you want to hear a fire percussion part, dog, and love goes on percussion part. That is probably one of the coldest percussion parts I've ever heard in my life. And it is it is all written. And I remember going into his office and seeing all the the, the writing on the paper, like every single mark on it. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, uh, let me keep it going though, because we got we got guests. Uh Quan. Yeah, hey, but they had a goat, man. Shout oh, yeah. out to him. Absolutely, absolutely. And he 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 definitely needs to get his flowers. Uh and and, and I don't think he gets them enough, bro. All right, Quan. Uh, so, Mr. Mr. MD is born. Go for it. You got it. So, so first of all, this it's like here's the thing. I think MD is a great drum section, like straight up. I, I think we was introduced to MD uh, for Larry and for our first uh, 
or overall Norfolk in person for that 07 Honda. First of all, so great showing. Like right. Richmond, y'all boys kick butt on the field. Like that's that's hands down. Now, one thing that surprised me and stood out to me was their discipline. Everybody else was like low-key walking around, MD like had like a chip on his shoulder, first of all, you know what I'm saying, while they were there. And I we respected that as the box. Now, let me say this, and and, and I know Rick going to say, what's my grade with MD? I think MD is a great drum section, real talk. And when they're standing still, let's be clear, when they're standing still, they can play. But I feel like some of some of what they're playing – uh, when they talk about groove, it's like a go-go beat, and then that's it. That's just my opinion. That's 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 corn. As a percussionist, it's like go-go, chop, that's it. Now, when it comes to cleanliness, I think they're the one of one of the most real talk number one one a drum sections that's cleanest in the world. Let me be clear, in the world. But when it comes to like features, they're not entertaining to me. That's just me. Why? Because I feel like PV are the king of features. That's my opinion. And that's just how I, that's how I feel. Now, when it comes to Miak and then Swag, to answer, to answer that question, the reality of it is you have to be, you have to mature and be open-minded to that stuff. When I first got to PV, like I say, Mr. Calvin is my drum instructor. I knew Jackson State and Southern. And then when I told him I was going to PV, he was like, but why? Like, first of all, like they got a losing football team and like people from from my area was like, why are you going there? Like, you know what I'm saying? So but I, I when I first saw PV and they gave me that CD, I was like, bro, these boys different. I'm, I'm a go. And out of his students, most of his students like went to Jackson State Southern or Grambling. They went around that area where you, it was more the molar technique. I'm the one that was like, nah, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna go there. You feel what I'm saying? And he never discriminated on me at all. You feel what I'm saying? But I just felt like the box was the total package because they could play technical stuff, but they was funky. Like they could they could groove, real talk, but they also can can play some technical aspects and things that I just never seen at that time. Then also you got to realize if you didn't have internet, you wasn't on marching network or marching sport. So you had to really go see them people up close, bro. And when you saw him, I, I was like, bro, I ain't, I ain't never seen no drum section just like this. You feel what I'm saying? So when it came to DCI, Larry is the one that introduced me to DCI. He the one that was like, hey, bro, look at look, look at this clip. I said, what is this? Oh, this Diddy. I'm like, they playing this? Like, we would go look at Cavaliers videos, you know, uh, while we were crabbing, and he was showing me. He was the one that introduced to me to uh north texas snare ensemble you know what i'm saying so it was different bro like people like we really don't realize how really old gritting really is gritting been out almost 35 years people just are just catching up to it now you know what i'm saying so i had to mature to respect both styles but let me be clear my cup of tea would be more so of the box but do i respect the hell out of um MD, absolutely. But do I feel that they sometimes limit themselves with certain aspects when they're standing still, or we call it blocking up? I do. Now, when it comes to the drum parts, I don't think really nobody can really touch them. We're just going to be clear. Now, that also depends on our initial question, who's writing for the section? We're just going to keep it a buck. When we marched, we was making them parts up. 
and we had so much to do because we got cadences. We have to make sure the sequence is clean. We have to make sure our feature was clean. So we played what was called real talk traveling music. That's what we did. So that's what we did. So like now, like when uh uh Julian, didn't you write Taxi Cab? Or was that yeah. Rick? No, you wrote Taxi Cab. So when y'all wrote Taxi Cab and I heard that drum part, I said them boys gonna be all right. And I, you know what I'm saying? So that's just my that's just my cup of tea. Now I, I honestly feel like I agree that Virginia area, they're different. But I also look at real talk, and I'm gonna say this while I can. People don't realize the influence of Mr. Kelvin Barry in the state of Louisiana in the South. I'm going to say it because nobody really said it. Before this man honestly developed the Master's Touch drumline, everybody was like Southern or either grammar. When he brought the Master's Touch drumline, drum majors started changing from Southern and it was starting to be like the J5. Drum People started playing Bear uh, and Series and all of those cadences in the South and he truly revolutionized drumming from the southern part of Louisiana all the way to the Mississippi. And most of his students that he teach become the section leaders, not because they're being biased, was because they was cold kids. So that's all I'm saying. I, I grew up where that molar technique, that southern run, you know, where when you battle somebody, it's dealing with rolls and not really chopping. And then that developed over some time later because real talk, we was on either southern, Jackson State, or TSU, if you just want to be honest, coming from Louisiana. And most people really like TSU because they really was funky at that time. And most of them cadences, we played that in high school. So that's just my, that's just my cup of tea on all of that. But shout out to schools like Lane that never really get talked about because Lane College is a cold, bloody rain is cold, bro. People don't talk about them either. Virginia State, I like what they be doing, but I just feel like when it comes to the East Coast drumming style, Nobody can touch MD, but I feel like they limit themselves to a certain degree. Respectfully. All right. I hope Rick is is happy with your response. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right, Cushion, Cushion. Uh, you got it. After Cushion, right. I'm going to let my first, the first guest in. Bet. All right. So, first song parts, J-State goats can't be touched I, like um that looks that looks beautiful <laughs> my daughter get away i'm on the podcast your hair is beautiful uh lady okay but um sounding like the song j state love what y'all doing over there um meak versus swack I, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Um, I, I, it's it's all about entertaining, entertainment, or who entertains you, and it's all about setting. You know, I think uh, Million Dollar Funk Squad, A&T, couple other uh, schools on Virginia State. Um, you put them in a put them uh, in a floor floor show setting you know, uh, a winter guard setting, they gonna kill, they gonna shine. But then put them in um, a situation like we had in in uh, Mississippi, you know, face to face, back and forth, I, I, I don't think they'll be able to stand a chance. It, it, again, 
playing wise, they cannot be touched. I mean, they I, I feel like they play more for drummers. They they're playing for percussionists. And you know, to be honest with you, like that's that's not what everybody wants to hear all day, every day, you know. I, I feel like, you know, swag schools, we we have a good mixture. Uh we're playing, we're playing for the percussionists, we're playing for the crowd. And then the other thing, just like you said earlier, it's all about uh settings you know look at look at how the band is structured you know it's a thousand horn players so that means we're gonna have to you know really be pushing out some watts when it comes to certain things you know so i'm riding with the swag because it just because it's it's just a mixture is is it's the total package versus you know, most MEAC schools, you know, they, they've just playing for the percussionists and there's nothing wrong with that. It is not anything wrong with that. I love what the million dollar phone squad, like the, I think they just came to Houston. Not, I think they did. They just came to Houston for the battle of the bands from a percussionist standpoint, like, no, I don't think anybody in the building were playing, you know, at their level, super clean, nice it was just boy it, all you heard was crickets you know a lot of people people just wasn't really entertained by it can i remember i can i pose a I, quick question for you kush come on all right so um like I, like I like the analogy how you was like you know in in this setting if you put them in the setting where i guess like if they were competing then it would be good but if you put them in a setting where it's face to face then you will probably have to ride with the opposite style. But how do you feel somebody from the opposite style would be if they had to compete? Because it's like everybody always wants to say, you know, MD is boring, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's refined, but it's boring. But nobody ever talks about putting those other style groups in a setting where they have to be at a higher level. Why not? Now, and and I, that's good. That's, that is a very good question. But again, it's it's all about, it's all about preference, really. I mean, it's really not a right or wrong answer on, you know, who's good, who's not good, who, you know, it's not a right or wrong answer. It's really all about preference. I just feel like the in the swag, they're a little, they're, they're a little more aggressive. Um, you, can see, you can see it on the face and you can hear it versus, you know, East Coast, they're, they're more finessed and, you know, that. so again, it's all about preference. It's all about preference and settings. So again, you take take a Norfolk, you take them to, like I said, the WGI, or you know, whatever a floor a floor setting. They they gonna shine because it's a you know crowd wise, it's a smaller setting. We can detail and we can lock in on everything that they're playing, versus what you know doing it on the field. Uh, it, it just didn't do it for me. So that's just my, that's my two cents. I'm riding with the swag. There it is. All right, man. Uh, man, you guys put in some great information. Let's go ahead and welcome in our first guest. Actually, the first guest is the first person who ever suggested that we even have a show for percussion. Uh, so let's go ahead and welcome Teddy into the, into the show, man. He been, he been itching to get in, man. So what's going on, bro? You you on mute. You on mute. We're gonna get even. How you doing? What's going on, bro. 
Uh, what's, going what's going on, Tay? How you doing, man? Good, my brother. Um, so uh, <clears throat> it's been a great conversation so far. Um, learned a lot so far. It's been good. Um, I want to kind of pose a question to the group, and and, and I, I'm going to try my best to be um, as respectful as I can. Uh, please excuse me if 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 um if I fail at that. But I, I keep hearing this narrative of what I what I would consider to be musicianship, um, being categorized as boring, and I have a problem with that. Um, we don't consider musicians who play wind instruments to be boring if they're technical. We don't consider musicians who are who play wind instruments um, to be boring um, if they can hit uh, notes at multiple registers, um, if they know their chromatic scales, if they know um, all of their arpeggios and things of that nature. We don't consider them to be boring. But for whatever reason in the percussion world, if you know your top four, if you know your basic 40 and you know your hybrids and you play them in your music, you're boring. I have a problem with that. Um, I don't see very many other cultures, I'll put it that way, um, categorizing music that way. Not saying that we can't be different. We always have been, um, and that's great. But I have a problem with this musicianship is boring uh, narrative. And it seems to always come from the Southern part of the country. I think that uh, Dante presented a really good question about balance and everybody keeps, you know, I, I heard more than one person discuss balance um, and, and it seems like the narrative is that um, people from the southern part of the country would like to see more balance from Norfolk. I would like to understand more what that balance is supposed to be, because I don't see very many schools, particularly schools from the south, providing the balance that they're asking for from Norfolk. Um, I see, for example, a southern university playing all kinds of great music as far as the winds are concerned. Um, that music is college-level music. I don't always hear college-level music from Southern schools as far as the percussion section is concerned. Um, and that's problematic to me. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand how, how, how we can all sit here as college-educated men and women and, and, and treat musicianship as if it's boring, as if you can't blend the two. I don't see very many schools who are doing that blend better than the Norfolk State University. Um, so I just want to kind of better understand what, what that balance is that you guys, because again, I don't think balance is showmanship, but five-stroke roles and nine-stroke roles and, you know, some of the basic things that, you know, musicians who are percussionists have been playing since they picked up sticks. I don't think that's musicianship. And I would like to see all of our HBCUs challenge our percussionists to be musicians and still be able to be entertainers because it's possible to blend the two and to do it well and to be clean, whether you're in the slack swag or whether you're in the MIAC. I think that there um, is, a, is, a, is, is, is an opportunity for improvement in that area. Um, what do you guys think? I, I, I could tell just by from the face, some of the faces that I see, there are some people who may disagree, but um, I, I'm, I'm pretty firm in that because I know that our students can play complex music regardless of what school they've gone to. And the reason why I know that is because I hear Southern wind instruments, wind instruments playing complex music 
and I hear the same thing at Norfolk, and I hear the same thing at Bethune, and I hear the same thing at FAM. These schools are training their wind instrument players to play college-level music. I don't see that happening across all HBCUs as it pertains to the percussion section, and I have a problem with that. I don't see all of these schools pushing musicianship and trying to improve, but the schools you know, that, that are, those are the ones that seem to be getting labeled as boring, and, but, but I, 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 don't, I don't understand why. So let's talk about it. Let's try to get more in depth. And I, and I would also encourage guys to be honest, because I, I see, I hear a lot of answers. They're great, but they're political. So let's just be honest and talk about it. I, you mind I think a lot. Go ahead, Quan. You good? Go ahead. No, so so I, I think I think you you gave first of all you gave a. Uh, I think somebody got to mute mute that mic. Somebody, yeah. So I think I think first of all you gave a, a plethora of questions that was really good. I'm, I'm gonna try to remember some of them, and if I forget one, just remind me, though, fam. So uh, so first of all. I think some of the limitations that you see in, in those specific schools that you mentioned, that's the limitation of their percussion instructor. So I, I agree. A percussion instructor, real talk, can limit a drum section. That, that's first and foremost. And so when one of the questions that you had mentioned, you said, uh, could you have both blend and balance entertaining for the crowd as well as uh, in, uh, technical playing for the percussionist that's in the crowd. Is that is that right, fam? I just want to make sure I'm right. Yes, that's correct. All right. So so I only could speak for my experience, like I say, of me marching for Prairie View and then the, the spectating aspect I, I, that I see as, like as a band director and a fan. So I think, first of all, when I was at PV, I think we did that, being honest. I think we had cadences that groove. I think we had cadences that were technical. We had cadences that were choppy. We had solos and whatnot that were technical, that had split parts, metric modulation, so forth and so on. We had that. Now, I can't speak for what uh, MSD is doing right now, but I can assure you that I know for a fact Jackson State is doing some of the same things as well. But I think what the point that Cushion was kind of saying earlier was when it gets to preference, because I see in the comments, some, some people were saying, like, yeah, they playing, but I don't like the tuning. So then that goes into a, another aspect as well. I know for a fact uh, the mother pluckers at, at uh, Gremlin is gritting, doing technical stuff on an upright tender drum. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when, when we say things like that, I think it goes back to the subjectiveness of, of preference. I know for a fact, and I'm going to just say, I think Southern University got some real talented players. Now, will they break out of their own tradition and really be put on the track? Because they used to every now and then, but they weren't being pushed outside the envelope. However, their band has been structured for 40 plus some odd years that they do play on two and four when it comes to their drum parts. That's just what they're known for. And unfortunately, that's their particular limitation. So that's why I say so. But what I must say is this Southern University is a game changer HBCU that has so much influence to where it's kind of like they're the market brand of the swag. So when you see them, you think for the most part, all swag bands is like that. And that's why I say if you see Southern, Southern is only like a, a, a tip in the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg for the diversity of swag drum lines. Gramlin is different from Southern, just like real talk. Alabama, uh, Alabama State 
in my opinion, is the most diverse drum section in the swag that really don't get talked about. And they chopping, they're playing, they have balance, they tune their drums a specific way too. So then it goes back, like I said, brother, to a particular preference. Now, the comment that, that was made earlier about when PV bass drums was being played, Prof Ed would have put us out of band, like straight up. Because it was a certain, he was like, Prof Ed used to say this, I don't want to hear you, I want to feel you. And that's what he told us. And so we couldn't play at a certain level. Now, when we, you know, it was time to turn up and, you know, make the people from uh, Gremlin, you know, miss the field goal. It was like, beat the hell out of the drums. And, and, and that was the first time as like a kid in the candy store, we went hard in the paint. But I think we was a drum section that had balance. And people don't even know this. PV used to use tonal bass drums too, the proper way. Because if you go to the old features, we did tonal bass drums. So that's why I'm saying, I think, I think, uh, and I could be sincere about this. Maybe I was ignorant towards, I'm gonna say, East Coast style of drumming prior to, but I have a sense of respect for it, and I think vice versa. Because even, and this is this is just being sincere. Many people from the East Coast feel like, "What well, you boys from the swag don't read?" So it's kind of like, just like we say, it's boring or that it's a particular preference. It's like that same stereotype of, yeah, they playing on two and four and they groovy, but at the same time, they don't know how to read either. So, so I understand your point of view, but I think it's kind of like, it's a subjective thing. You may like drill music. Another person, he, he may like old school, you know, New York hip hop for it. But I do believe that you should have a place for balance within your section. So I just want to make sure that I set the record straight for everybody. Thank you. I appreciate your, um, your insight. I just want to make sure that I set the record kind of straight for everybody um, and, and alleviate what may or may not be um, the perception of uh, the Million Dollar Phone Squad. So, Mr. Bethea is an outstanding percussion instructor. Um, you guys have said a lot of great things about him, and I echo those sentiments. He's outstanding. But let me be very honest. Um, he wasn't writing most of the things that we played. Um, that man over there, Dante Chambers, wrote a lot of things for us. Our percussion section was student-driven. Many of the people that I played with, I'm sorry, I marched from 2006 to 2009. And many of the people that I played with wrote on behalf of our line. Many of the things that we played on the field and the stands and features, that stuff was student written. So the um, the area of opportunity that you guys are speaking out of, of about, you know, as it pertains to our percussion instructors and, you know, having that be a place where um, a lot of schools could improve. I get it and I understand. Norfolk has always had a percussion instructor who's been very, very good, cream of the crop. However, our percussion section was student-driven. Much of the things that you all heard us play were written by the same 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old kids that are at these other schools, you know? I mean, we're not getting – this stuff wasn't all written by a 45-year-old man. We're talking about 19-year-old Dante Chambers. We're talking about 18-year-old Bernard Smith, you know, Aaron Armwood. These kids, these guys came in, and they wrote for our line. And we played it. It wasn't written by a professional. So that's something that's congruent with what's being experienced at other HBCUs. And we still were able to be clean. It was still college-level instrumentation. It was still college-level uh, college-level music. It was still co it was it, we were still expected to come up to that standard. All I would like to all I'm saying is that I would like to see more HBCUs do that. It sounds, and I'm just being honest, it sounds like an excuse that 
percussion instructors or lack thereof inhibit the ability of percussion students to be students. They go to school, they go to class. Oftentimes they're in the, they're in the same classes as, as the kids with the trumpets that are playing trumpet, playing trombone. I refuse to believe that the instructors at Southern University are writing all the music for the trombones. And no, not one student is picking up a pencil and getting some manuscript paper and writing for that trombone section. This is these are universities, guys. So right. to ask these students to come up and be better, that's not asking too much of them. They can do it. We tell white folks that all the time. And I'm saying it again, like we can do that. We can ask our students to be better. Like that's not asking too much. So, I mean, again, just to reiterate, that's what was happening in North Virginia at Norfolk State University. That's what continues to happen there. It happened before me, it's happening after me. And I know it can happen at other schools. Our students are not better men and women than the students at other HBCUs. I know that it can happen more. And I just want to see it happen. The musicianship can and must improve. I, I understand uh, there are differences in styles. I get it. I understand there are, there are different levels of expectations from school to school. I understand there are band directors who want that drum set. I understand all of that. But y'all not going to tell me that college students can't play college music in the percussion section, but they can do it in the trombone section. The sousaphones can do it. The, you know, the clarinets can do it. But for whatever reason, because of style, you know, the percussion sections can't. I, I refuse them to believe that our African-American kids can't do that. I know they can't. So I just I think what I know I know not, hold on right quick I know a lot of y'all want to respond uh so we'll do it like this uh cushion I'll let you get it Larry and I'll let you uh -huh. get it and then after that Teddy I'll let you get a final a final response because we got to get we got more guests coming in so cushion Larry it. and then Teddy final response bet all right so I I think the the um the disconnect it's not let me see just forget it. what 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 y'all are playing over there is top tier material hands down do not pass go what they plan cannot be touched it is good i just kind of feel this is just my personal opinion i feel like y'all cater to the percussionists only my mama wouldn't know what a flam paradiddle whatever is and she wouldn't care how clean it was. Do I want to sit there and watch that all day? No, I want to be entertained. So it's it's not the it's not it's not the material because the material is crazy. I appreciate it. I'm entertained by it because I'm also a percussionist as well. But again, I'm just thinking outside of my band uniform outside of putting my sticks down when when you're at work do you really want to sit down through a two-hour seminar absolutely yes i do especially if it's no. about what i do for a living absolutely yes i do okay all right that, so the, the pandemic you, you mean to tell me you during the pandemic you you um Sitting in front of that computer screen all day, every day was just hey, that pandemic was garbage. I hated that. I ain't gonna lie, I hated that. I hated that man. That so 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 reference that to to drumming. 
that's that's what I and and again, I get what you're saying. I I totally understand what you're saying. I love what they're doing over there. Do I want to do I want to sit through that all day every day? That's 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 my question. That's my question I pose to you. Can can it can you can it be a mixture? I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Larry, go ahead, and then uh, Teddy, final thoughts. Now, my two cents is um, so because of who I am, and I know Quan and Ricardo, I watch everybody, so I know Million Dollar Funk Squad. I've seen them do performances where it was some entertaining and everything like that, and the playing wise and all this other stuff. So, I mean, like I say, and when they were talking about preferences, um, do I like Million Dollar Funk Squad? Yes. Do I think they are? If I had to rate drum lines or who I would want to watch, would I go to them first? Not necessarily. But that doesn't mean that they're not good to me. Sometimes I want to watch certain situations for certain different points and everything like that. If I want to watch, if I'm in a floor show type of situation or if I'm on the, hey, man, I, hey, you seen that uh, Million Dollar Fun Squad block? Oh, shoot, let's go to it. I mean, that's, and that's just that's just me. Like I say, everybody on here is different and everything. So I'm not talking about the, the continuous of playing or what they're playing, anything like that. And um, um, so what the thing I wanted to get to uh, one of your comments is when you were talking about the people that were writing the cadences and everything like that, and which is fine. But my thing is that shouldn't have to be a barrier on the kids. And the same, and, and Calvin touched on this a little bit earlier when he was like, my kids up here at Jackson State couldn't get along. And I'm not saying that y'all couldn't get along, but not just saying that that 45-year-old is writing that music, but maybe if he'd have had any kind of sense, not even sense, or if he had any opinion and been like, hey, do that a little different right there. Give, give him a little flash right there. And then we're going to go back to it. And, uh, and, and it's just that. See, kids, we're going to go with our consensus of what the group thinking. Hey, man, we got to go out there and we got to kill. We got to kill Incat. Incat, Incat talking that crap, man. They talking that crap. We got to go out there and we got to come with our we got to come with our A game. And me and Dollar Phone Squad are gonna do that every time. And, and, and nobody on here can disagree with that. But maybe that percussion instructor could have been like, "Hey, you ain't got to put all that right there. That, that beginning part was good enough. Go ahead and ride that thing on out, and we can save some of that stuff for the next part." Now the thing is, if you beat my head over with something like this, there ain't nobody gonna get it. And sometimes it can feel like that because you're trying to prove a point so bad that you're you're kind of missing it. It's like trying to it's like trying to sound educated and you're and you're saying so many big words to the fact that you just sit there and be like, I don't even know what the hell I just said. Like I, I just said a lot of words and everything like that, which is fine. I mean, you sound, but everybody looking at you like, man, if you don't know what you're talking about, then I mean, should we confuse as well? But that that my only plight with the situation of everything they talked about. Like I said, I'm not saying that they're boring or anything like that. I watched Million Dollar Fun Squad. Like I said, my favorite MIAC line was North Carolina Central University. You can ask anybody on here that talked to me. Love North Carolina Central University. And even when uh Dr. Lawhorn was over there. Um my only my only take was on the percussion structure situation. And and I and I understand your plight about the situation with the kids and everything like that. But we we go and get degrees. You know, just to make sure that them kids understand, like, hey, hey, it's a balance to this. And you said the correct word. You said balance. So if we're talking, if you're telling us about balance, it's also a balance in that composition, too. Because let's just say you you want to write out 
I don't know why this is the first song on my head, but the thong song. You wouldn't write it like no classical piece. You wouldn't have you wouldn't go, you know, all all over there and then everything and, and, and want to get all the that that's too much. Hey, get in and get out. Let them people know what it is, and then we out that thing. I think that's that's my only sentiment about this thing. I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that, but I'm feel I feel like if somebody was there to say, hey, guys, guys, let's 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 leave some to be desired in just this one cadence. Cause sometimes y'all can throw a whole bunch of stuff in one and, and, and it'd be like, okay, like that, that was a lot. And then the situation of, and I'm not saying that's not a good thing, and it's it's good to be and take that skill set to the next level, but you said the great you said the great thing, balance. Balance goes in 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 articulation. Balance goes in dynamics. Balance goes in composition. You you can't you you can't overdo balance with everything. So, my thing would be the composition situation of just what how you're writing. And I'm not saying Dante anything that you wrote was ever bad or anything. And I'm pretty sure some of the stuff that I like you probably wrote, and I would never know. But all I'm saying is in in a nutshell, it's like if if you know if if Calvin was there, Ricardo or me with them was like, hey Dante, hey. Make make that part look, you know, make it a little subtle. Let us come back in and do something like that. He'd have been like, all right, I get what you're talking about. You know, save some for the next part and everything like that. Or we can make a next session. Or we can make a part two. That's just music. It's just composing and everything like that. That's my only sentiments. Anything else, I mean, that like it, like they said, it's all about preference. But that's my only two cents on the percussion instructor. Like, I'm glad that the kids were doing that and they stepped up and everything like that. Because a lot of sections were student-led. But then you got to think about the kids in 2022. No, no. And y'all and, y- and y'all know for sure kids will be doing whatever the hell they want to. They'll be humping on the drums and, and doing whatever. So so my thing is, that's why I preached on that percussion instructor and, and that guidance and to make sure it's like that balance, because you said the correct word balance. But that also means that it has to go into everything else. It means that we can't bang on the drums whenever the hell we want to, and it means that y'all can't play every rudiment that you ever heard on Ninja Drummers just in one cadence. How about you give it to me in three? And that's all I got to One thing, I, anybody that know me personally know that I've consistently said that even before I even got to Grand State University, I've always said I like Million Dollar Fun Squad. Like, I'm, I'm known for saying that in the PC, not just mm-hmm. amongst us as peers. I've said that publicly for years. I can bring my kids that I taught that went off to Jackson, went off to Lane, et cetera, and they'll know that I used to have them watching those videos as well, right? And I think sometimes we keep saying collegiate, 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 collegiate. Sometimes you just have to breathe, and the passage has to breathe. And I think what Larion is touching on is that it's almost like you can ram a lot of stuff and just because you're 19, 20, and you can be a, a technical savant, but in the same breath, that 45-year-old guy would say, not right there. And it'll just come to life. Because I don't write everything at Grandma State University. A lot of the kids do as well. And we go together, we, we knock it out, and I'll say, not this part. Play nothing there. This is a visual. And then he'll be like, dang. You know, and it just, you know, you know what that really comes from? That just really comes from my experience. Because mm-hmm. I just that been doing it so much longer. That balance. You know what I'm yeah, but yeah. So it's just, and I appreciate. I know that they're trying to just because my kids like they like trying to push 
as many beats as possible in this measure, right? And I'm like, let it breathe. Uh, Mr. Ross said, Glam City Rose, he'll say it all the time. Let it breathe. Gotta let the, you got to let it breathe. You got to relax, let it breathe. It, everything can't just be chop, 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 chop. And I think sometimes the younger you are, what like Tri said it perfectly, you see it even in regular life, right? Child, the child, and I'm just going to say children at 19, you know, young adults, but children, they are influenced by whatever's at that moment. Whatever's popular right there, that's what they're going to push, right? We're going to outplay NCAT. We're just going to push beats. We're going to, and you see it in the PC, people saying it, literally saying, we're going to push beats, push beats, push beats. We push so many beats on you guys. We, you see what I'm saying? And sometimes it's really just a, I think everybody's saying it's a preference. And I also think even with the MEX swack argument, it's not really, I think people latch on to one or two people argument and then just say conference. It's the whole conference. And it's not. Like, I can listen you, to- You preaching, brother. Talk. You preaching. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but I think that's what we do. We even, you see it in the PC every single time we actually see these MEX swack battles. Check us out. They'll even say Lane is swag. Lane is not in the swag. But they'll call them swag style. Where they play like swag. Like, I mean, that, yeah, that that's what I'm saying is playing like swag. Just like there's no such thing as playing like me at. Your approach, I, we can identify the approach. Yeah, the approach is, is the approach is military. And military, then y'all approach, y'all approach so is core style. So basically, yeah. when you in a nutshell, it's the same history because yeah, the core style came from the military. <laughs> But so it's, it's all, I, come, I, I, just all come down. I don't want to, because I know y'all y'all getting in y'all bag, man. But we got two couple more people in the in the waiting room. So we got people still trying to get in. So got to try to get get everybody in. So uh, Teddy, go ahead and get your final thoughts, bro. I I just I just don't understand. <laughs> uh, I I don't understand how musicianship and college level playing when it comes to percussion can be considered core style, any of the other stuff. It's like, yo, well, white folks not the only ones playing hybrid rudiments. I mean, I hear, I hear what's being said and I get it. And I appreciate everybody's, you know, attempt to be respectful. I get it and I, and I, I acknowledge it. But white folks not the only people playing those beats, man. Listen to what we're saying. White folks made them beats and then we try to take it and then we try to compete against each other with it at the end of the day. Instead of it's, just uplifting each other and saying, hey, it's, it's, you it's know. Music. It's, it's music, man. Like, I mean, it, like, yeah, it is those, music. Those, those, those things, those those things that are being played by those white folks, those same notes and those same intricacies are being played by trombones, by trumpets, by sousaphones across HBCUs. And nobody's calling those techniques core style. They're just but saying it's funky. They're just saying it's great music. So it's, it's like, not, it's I, not I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I have a problem with that. Nobody it's not what's being played, though. The category is musically what it is. It's core style. But, but, but nobody, calls, nobody calls those techniques coming from wind instruments core style. It's just good music. But when it comes to percussion, like, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, uh, again, listen. 
listen. I, I think when it comes down to being the boring or you know, like what's boring and what's not, it's it's again, it's our category. It's our category. And again, we but, got listening to Beethoven on Hot ninety seven. But 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 hybrid rudiments aren't Beethoven. That's just music, man. Like, but but here's okay, but, so, but let me like, let, let, not, let me just that's say not, that's not what hybrid that's not what ru- like rudiments are and that's put not together. saying it's not good it's just not the setting for it that's that's just my my preference when it comes to y'all. but but here's the thing I but, like but every and, but this is the thing but every drumline is playing hybrid if that if, so in today's in today's state every every collegiate drumline is playing hybrids it is the way they fasten together and that's and that's what makes it subjective pending that particular style like i think i think think that's fair to say i just think some institutions play hybrids more than others all right we gotta i think we get hybrids and tradition we gotta gotta shut it down we got we gotta we gotta close it out bro i'm sorry i want to let y'all get y'all back bro (laughs) But we got we got to get stepchild. Look, look, I can't leave people in the waiting room, yo. So, look, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. We're going to because of the fact that the the conversation is getting really good and and I want to continue this conversation. We're going to definitely have a part two of this. So but I want to make sure I get to every single guest, man, because they definitely deserve to be heard and they definitely deserve to have the conversation as well. So Teddy, what I'm going to do, when I'm going to put the part two up, bro, I want you on the panel. So be ready to be on the panel. I'm going to send you, send you the, all the information. Okay, bro. I got you. All right. I appreciate you, Teddy. Uh, there are some other people who were trying to get in. The room was super full. So if you were trying to get in, we'll let in about maybe two or three more people. So if you are trying to get in, go ahead and click the link right now. Uh, Teddy, we'll go ahead and let you fall off and we'll bring in Justin. All right, bro. Appreciate the support. All right, let's bring in. Welcome, Hello. Justin. Man, what's going Hello. on, bro? Man, what's going on, guys? I do not want to stir up the pot like my last brother. I just got a few things I just want to think, uh, just kind of hey, talk through. Hey, uh, please, please let Justin, can I please, please interrupt you? Yes. Please. All right, so about when um when i moved to virginia and caught the job at thomas jefferson high school somebody put me on to the score podcast oh man appreciate and it bro that podcast appreciate it bro just like I, words can't even like i was literally out driving today listening to the episode 71. so man, i appreciate it here, yeah it's nothing man if if anybody's on here and you have not listened to the score and you are in music education you are behind I got caught up in like two weeks, dog. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, so, man, y'all, it, man, y'all are doing great work. You and Eric, man, just keep it going, dog. All the way from Virginia. Yes, sir. Shout yes, sir. I appreciate it. Man. For real. Eric, man, nah. just clean, man. Y'all appreciate boys, it. Shout out to you, Look my boy. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, nah, so what I really wanted to talk through, um, I lo- all the conversation is great, and I think it's very needed right now where we are in regards to percussion. And when I say percussion, I'm talking about African-American percussion, African-American drum lines, because I feel like the culture is doing what the culture usually does, which is take from us and then run with it. So I think if we don't have these conversations, if we don't get our hands on the reins, then we lose out on these things. What I really wanted to talk through was about the whole writing um, and reading kind of thing. I feel what we miss, and a lot of times, me and Larry talked about this in Quan, especially when, before I started teaching in Fort Bend, in HISD, the middle school settings were not set up where you knew where you were going after high school. And so what uh, what we a lot 
a lot of times what we ended up doing was trying to catch ninth graders and 10th graders. And we're trying to give them the 40. We're trying to get them to 12. We're trying to not only because y'all know we can teach the kids the 40. But then when it's time to put it in context, when we have to play this piece of music, we got to play this snare drum piece or, hey, we got to learn this cadence for whatever. Now it's like I can play phrases of paradiddles or I can play this, you know, rudiment package that we've been going through. But how do I go from this accent, accent at 16 to a syncopated rhythm into this flam drag and all of that kind of stuff? What I think we have to remember and we got to figure out what's the what's the key. We can't sacrifice our middle school kids. We cannot sacrifice those kids. And here's the key to it. We can't move them faster than what they need to move. Right. If we just take our time, like one of the things I do at my middle school right now, we're working through our rudiments. But in my mind, if you can go through the paradiddles, singles, doubles, triples, paradiddle, diddle, if you know all of the, you know, flam accents, flam taps, flam paradiddles, fives and nines, when by the time you get to ninth grade, we're going to run through everything else because we have those foundational things there that can be moved upon. And I think a lot of times what I saw with some of the middle school kids um, and what I see happening is we're so excited that we want them to be have fun and we want them to be engaged and we're already kind of putting things in front of them where it's like they get to high school and they looking at you know we're putting our show together for next fall and we got to look at this music and you still don't have a really good understanding of paradiddles the space between the right the space between the left and all of those types of things and I think if we get to a place where we can come up with systems wherever whatever state y'all in y'all know you know the nuance of your state how can we have um, what I like to call drum all days, you know, some Saturdays where we coming in and we working with those middle school kids, just giving them things that they can work through for the next three years. Because what do we tell our kids? It's muscle memory. That's why we running this rudiment this many times. That's why we going to run this cadence over and over again. That's why we going back in the hole. That's why we going to drill this over and over again, because it's muscle memory. And so I think that pours into the reading and the rope. So I think both of those things are both and it's not either or we can't have it can't be a non-negotiable for the reading you got to know how to read but a lot of what we want to do in terms of our rote teaching is stylistic stuff we want to say hey i like what you're doing on second base when you do the call and response between you and fourth but i need you to give me more lift on your left hand to make that accent match for what's happening there that's the rote teaching that we really want to get to what we want to stop doing is saying it's this got that you got that yeah we want to stop that like all of us want to stop that. We literally want to go and say, okay, snares, when you come in with that buzz roll into the paradiddle diddle off your left into the flam taps, I need the left hand to react on that upstroke way quicker than what you're doing, right? That's where we want to be. And I think for us to get there, because let's be honest, by the time we get to high school, rote teaching is stylistic stuff. I want the groove. To, I want the groove to sound like this. I don't want that. It's too, you know, it's too, you're not putting enough space in between this, that, and the third. I think we got to find more time to get to our middle school kids and have a pacing schedule to get those kids through middle school. Who cares if they can play through rudimental cookbook by eighth grade? Can they play through Kinder's, you know, intermediate snare book? which is really just 16 notes, five strokes, nine strokes, and flam taps, because once they have that, they can really flow in high school. And I think we miss those kids so much because we are process-based. We got a game. We got a pep rally. We got to go play for the library. We got a community event. And so all of those things kind of, you know, take advantage of us. So I think that reading and rote go hand in hand, but rote is more effective when they can effectively read without you having to go and be like, one tay, Ian a four, whatever the case may be, right? Second thing, this argument over Miak and Swag, Jesus Christ. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Lord, they're going to be on here all night. So I, I always look at it like this. My introduction to drumming was church. So I was playing drum set before I even 
still behind a snare drum and learned a rudimental, you know, whatever. What I think about is when you cross the Mississippi, you know, Mississippi River, drumming styles, and I'm, I'm going to talk from a drum set standpoint, is totally different than if I'm in New York, if I'm in the Chicago, if I'm in the Midwest, right? Um, and just thinking from a jazz perspective, you, on the East Coast, it's heavy jazz. By the time you hit Mississippi, Florida, all the way down to Texas, it's nothing but the blues. So that has flowed into our drumming, right? So when you get into the blues, right, you get into all that, it's wide open, it's dirty, and we just set in the pocket because we're going to vamp on the four for an hour. You know what I'm saying? And so when you hear, that's a passage that we love down here because it provides space for us to do call and response between quints and snares and all that kind of stuff. Now, when I go back to the to the East Coast, we looking at, you know, you listening to Tony Williams playing behind Miles Davis. You're listening to McCoy Tyner and Art Tatum go go back and forth. Right. And so then when I hear MDFS or when I hear South Carolina State, because I grew up core and I grew up heavy, you know, core style. And I was, you know, Santa Clara Vanguard. Kevin Erickson was running my drum camp when I was in high school. So in my mind, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's the best of both worlds. Right. That I can get this technical rudimental speaking all over the place but then there's some grooves there that i don't really hear sometimes in the dci world because it's so much just like heavy battery movement but then i see prayer view and prayer view reminds me early, i'm talking about you know nine three nine five nine six nine seven five bases they had a set number of tenors you know two quints eight nine snares and so i'm seeing this same idea but it's just it's it's done a little bit different right so if i'm listening to tony williams he's giving me triplets and 16th notes across the times but if i'm listening to somebody that's playing down here for johnny taylor or somebody like you know a slow groove like that that stuff is still happening but it's happening at a different pace and i just think what we need to be doing right now is looking at how can we pull how what can the what can the swag and i hate the swag style thing but what can drum lines that are in the south pull from million dollar funk squad what can we hear that's happening in the bongo brothers what's happening with you know uh johnson c smith who is all you know they always been slept on to me right what's happening there that we can pull here space out pour into what we're doing while at the same time those lines up north and on the east coast can look down here and say okay th there's a little bit more flash we can put a space here before we do this six tuple run down and and all that kind of stuff so i really think if we look at it from a musical pers perspective because how band directors set their band programs right it's all about the arrangements all about the voicing and i just think there's more to be given on both sides rather than there being a one or the other and i don't think anybody hears that but i sometimes in the pc we get into these arguments and it's not uh it's not a better than it's really preference, right? A lot of the kids that are in Texas right now, they're looking at these schools. I'm teaching, I really feel like we're in a hybrid mode of band anyway, where a lot of kids are coming out of high school where I met in Fort Bend, the African-American students, the Latino students are doing this, you know, we're doing this uh, winter DC, WGI, DCI type stuff. We're marching in a core style band on, on the field, but in the stands, we're literally buying Hal Leonard corny tunes of, you know, vice versa and all this kind of stuff. And so they're trying to find schools where, where can I be effective, where I don't have to do so much changing of my technique and grip, but I can still have fun and drum. And I think there's places and spaces for all of that to be true. 
Um, and I think it's musicianship on both ends. Because if if we were to drop some of our MDF, you know, MD brothers into a box rehearsal back in the day, they'd be like, oh, okay, okay, this is what's going on up here, right? And and vice versa. So I just think we 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 gotta we gotta get that divide and conquer is killing us right now as far as the culture because we're not able to come together and put a book together like a rudimental cookbook or put together a book together like just desserts. You know what I'm saying? Lilo Davila been making millions of dollars off these books and them books old. Oh, he ain't they ain't writing nothing new. People still learn how to play in the kitchen sink. And so why have we not put the bullet trains, the you know, all of those different cadences in a book that kids can now pull from and learn from and it's still teaching. You know, we still breaking down and using the 40 and saying, hey, where's your right hand on this upstroke? Hey, on that downstroke there, you need to make sure it's at a tap height and so forth. So that's just all I wanted to pour in, man. Y'all been talking real stuff, man. Um, Luke, you got to put this on the DVD and sell it, bro. Seriously. Like, because this is hey, hey, good. Hey, hey, you put the idea out there, you know, it's going to come. I'm telling let me you, get hey. my cut. Let me get my cut. Doc. Hey, I'll give you like 1%. I got you, bro. <laughs> I think no, the biggest part that is, I think yeah. the biggest part of that is, is that um one word appreciate right yeah and that's why like i was saying earlier i've never ever and you'll never hear me say this style is boring right right because right. i listen to everything i just like sure. drums i like music right 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 but i think more importantly i think you know what the real issue is the real issue is as a people we don't agree on nothing anyway oh facts that's facts that's facts. That's, that's the yeah. real issue is that yeah we don't support each other and we don't agree so we just that portion of our life just comes into every avenue with this football basketball we'll argue about anything right mm -hmm. as opposed to you know just look and say i appreciate that and when i say right. i appreciate it it doesn't mean i have to mimic it for sure for sure you know for what I'm sure. saying? i think that's, yeah i just think i think 90 percent of the arguments we see is really just us as a people we just don't agree. We're disagreeable right. for the most part. Right. That's and, I think, I, and I think what you said, Ricardo, is that even in the disagreement, how can we still come together? Because there's something to be learned from Grambling. There's something to be taken from the Jackson. There's something to be taken from the Norfolk. All of these schools, I don't necessarily have to like that. Like, here's here's a classic case, right? Like, Quan, myself, Laren, the OG, you know, Cushion, the, the, we, we marched in a different era and time of what Prairie View's drumline was, right? Now, we may not necessarily agree with what things are happening or how sounds are coming out, but what can we do to further help that generation, not necessarily relive who we were and what we did, but emulate some of those foundational things that can help usher them into the next era and generation. Because like Larry said, these kids coming out, I'm teaching it. Like drumming is just not, <laughs> it's a thing, but it ain't a thing. You know, back in the day, you know, and I'm back in the day, I'm like, I'm 34, but <laughs> during, during my time of growing up in drumming, you know, it was it was eight or nine of us that was like, no, we're going to watch DCI tapes all Thanksgiving. Then we're going to go watch the classic tapes. We're going to the classic. Now kids are like, what's a classic? Do I have to show up for that? Is that a practice? Do I? You know what I'm saying? So I think we have to we got to be engaged and realize that the, the tide is changing. And how can we connect with these kids to say, like, like Brother Barry said, man, I want to send y'all wherever, right? I got a student that's at OSU. I got a kid that's at PV on the baseline. I got some students right now that are like, I'm thinking about going here. Where do you think? I I'm like, hey, I'm going to set you up where you can go wherever, right? Let's just put you in position where you can be successful wherever. And how can we learn? I, I just really think that there needs to be more collaboration. Because when I hear these drum parts, when I hear, you know, Jackson State playing drum parts on 
Brandy songs. I'm like, yo, I that need to be on paper. I need that. I need that on paper. And I know we hold our stuff so secretly. You know, Drumline is almost, almost like the Divine Nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't tell nobody nothing. You ain't, no, 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 bro. I can't. This is classified information. I get it. And some of that stuff can stay classified. But come G4, on. G5 classified. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, and and, I, and that, that stuff is great because it creates the culture and that community. Here's what we're really talking about right now. The preference between MIAC and SWAC is the community that we built. Jackson State has a community. Like, I jumped on here. I jumped in the chat. And as soon as I jumped in the chat, Quan was like, plug, plug. Because it's a community. I know what it was to be called. I know what it is. And so we are close to these things because it defined a moment in time in our life. And I think if we don't pass that information along, what we what we stop doing is giving people, like Ricardo said, we arguing all day because we don't have no sense of community. Like at the end of the day, whether I march the box, uh, Chocolate Thunder, MD, you know, uh, um, whoever, we all drummers. You know what I'm saying? A paradiddle ain't gonna change once you go to North Carolina or when you go to Florida. We all drummers. And what do I need to get from you? What can I, we can all learn something? So I just think there's more collaboration that's needed. We need those powers that be that's at the universities. We need to see y'all, and not to say that y'all aren't in cahoots with each other, but just seeing that. And and like you said, Mr. Barry, having those that funding and having those sponsorships, man, it just opens the door, you know, to the possibilities of what this because this culture been going on forever. We've been mixing band tapes, going to drum, you know, gym shows forever, and it's a world within its own world. So. It's time to uh, it's time for everybody to see it before they try to take it from us, man. But this has been a great conversation. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a great night, man. Appreciate you, love you, boys. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. We'll talk. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. I seen somebody. Uh, I seen somebody say something on the PC. Uh, or normally it happens whenever there's like a big battle of the bands or something. Like, why isn't there uh, like an open gym? You know where everybody can come and, you know, get all on one accord, just as far as drum-wise, you know? I think that's something that, you know, especially with this panel, like, we should be able to uh, make that happen easy. Agreed or what? I think what um, what, uh, Mr. Barry was was saying is that I know a lot of times with a lot of schools, the funding is the issue. So I think we start kicking ideas, and it's got to really start with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And not just us as instructors, but you look at like I value Trice. I talk to Trice. We talk for hours, man, like literally hours. And, and I think that funding. So I think when we start kicking around ideas and helping each other, it's going to we can start it and it can trickle down. Because I think if you notice 90 percent of the battles, the reason they get out of pocket is because the instructors really haven't talked. They haven't set rules and standards not to open. But I know like when I, with us against Talladega, us against Texas Southern, we literally met the instructors like, yeah, man, that's cool. And we talked and we were friends. We're not just like, I'm your mortal enemy. We're literally friends. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk, everything went off without a hitch. No issues whatsoever. So I think it really starts with us, just like in every other facet. Uh, you know how how intelligent of civilization is based upon the instructors, the teachers. And all of us have gifts, right? All of us have gifts. Like Dante, today before today, I didn't know he was writing stuff. And I liked it. But I didn't know. You see what I'm saying? But I liked it. Um, but at the same time, like I said, it starts with us. And it's, it starts with us respecting each other, saying, you know what? 
I don't have to do what you're doing. You know, just, just try to see my point of view. Cause I always, I watch everybody. I watch everybody and everything, man. I'm telling, listen, I got tons of um, conga drums. I, I got VHS, look, check this out. I bought a VHS player cause I found this tape from a brother, um, African Beats, VHS. So I, I literally look at everything, watch everything. Where you get a VHS you know player? Cause I'm I'm trying to find one. Where you find a VHS I player? One I, I got one I brand got new stacks of tape, and I'm trying to at least get converted over. And you found one? Where yeah. you find and that? I can convert mine to DVD. So Bro, like Amazon. Yep, Amazon. Yeah, I mean, but that's my right point. Now. So with that being the case, I watch anything, man. I'm not I'm not joking, and I'll never I never down talk high school kids, middle school kids, etc. I'll never do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know for a fact. They're just, everybody's doing the best they can with what they have, right? That's literally what, we, what it all boils down to. So, like I said, I think if we appreciate each other, like I appreciate Jackson, I appreciate PB. I tease, I troll, but of course, man, I know the, man, MS, I like MSD. Yeah, man. And, I, and, I, and, and honestly, cool that you. that trolling is what's going to either make you get on your game. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm I'm with that. Good job with the trolling. <laughs> All right, uh, let's welcome Justin into the panel. Uh, matter of fact, there are some people who, who are still trying to get in, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take two more callers after this. Uh, I think we got one person, well, two people down there. So um, Justin, and then I'll let two more people in, and we're going to have to shut it down because it's getting late, bro. This is this is by far the, the latest show that we've ever had that did not go over into an after-party session. So uh, Justin, you got it, bro. I'm B. What's happening, my boy? What's up, LB? Hi, I do. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be quick. Uh, so you know me, I, I thought this live was gonna be a bunch of like, you know, how to how to normal shows be like. I'm not saying fuse, but real good debates. But I actually learned a lot from the drum college and the drum world. But some takeaways that I got from it. Let's start from the step, the stepchild thing. I see things for what they are. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody try to talk about swag, meag. Uh, corp style, you know what I'm saying? If it's tight, it's tight. If it's not, it's not. Like like your boy got on here earlier. It was like, why don't why why I was why why I was why would drum style be considered boring? If it's boring, it's boring. And sometimes the harsh reality of, of it is is if these kids don't like it, they ain't gonna be interested in your program. You know what I'm saying? And I think more times down here in Sweat, where we at, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it's just more popular than on the East Coast, marginal wise and, and social media wise. That's it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? That that don't make it not good. It just makes it it what it is by numbers. So sometimes we gotta start being delusional and, and understand like step y'all stuff up because it's not what the kids uh, wanna see or what's in. Drum we, wise, we, we, we struggling for numbers though, boy. So why 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 you struggling for numbers? Because no 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 we're we're not struggling for numbers. So you're you're saying we're not doing what the kids like. That's what they like here. No, no, what I, what I meant. Everybody had. I was getting to that point. My, my, bad, had, my bad. My bad. No, no problem. Trust me. Nobody. Because I, I, I like the like. I like the back and forth. Everybody had their own style. You know what I'm saying? And we always talk about like what's hot and what's not. Like we always talk about Bethune Cookman for band. Everybody say Bethune Cookman boring. Bethune Cookman had one of the biggest bands every year. You know what I'm saying? So somebody likes it. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes we focus on, it, we focus on whose opinion you taking that from. 
to say it's boring. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if MD, if, if I went to like this year, I told you I was gonna try to go to schools I never go to. I went to uh, uh, Hampton versus um, Norfolk Gainesh, and I recorded MD versus uh, what is the other one is uh, MD uh, the two drum section, and I was I was. I'm like, damn, this shit is actually tight. They chopping. It ain't what I'm used to. You know what I'm saying? But they chopping. They doing all kind of other stuff. The kids love it. It is what it is at some point. But sometimes we do have to be stop being delusional and 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 and, and not paying attention to numbers. I'm big on numbers and I'm big on statistics. You know what I'm saying? View counties, it matters. Another thing, uh, when y'all was talking about the drummers being a stepchild, like. I know I always, I never like drummers. Never. I'm a horn player. Drummers, y'all beat on everything. You see a book, you're going to beat on it. You're going to beat on the Bible. You're going to beat on the pole. You're going to beat on every single thing. Like, why are you drumming so much? You got that big drum back there. You know what I'm saying? That's all I, was my sentiment. So I hated the drum section. But one thing, even though I hate the drum section, what I like about the drum section is they always got a certain swag about them. And if, if your drum section ain't got that swag, I don't want you in my band. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you... Y'all stand up all day because you got a big drum in your head and y'all gangsters. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say that, but you know me, I gotta keep the trail. Y'all, that's what y'all do. Y'all beating it and y'all tight back there. So I don't wanna hear nothing about no drummer complaining about standing up all day. This college, summer players to the 20s. You know how that is? You know what I'm saying? Just for a regular player, when I see a girl on the drum, I have the utmost respect. Inside I see a girl on the drum, uh, tuba, especially bass drums, and if she twirling some cymbals, I have a different respect for them. I'm like, that's not easy, but she's making it look easy on top of the drum section is giving her a hard time. So as far as that stepchild thing goes, suck it up. Y'all drummers, that's what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? So Because when y'all, because when we sit back and rest and it's time for y'all to go out there and, and challenge another drum section, I need that, that energy that y'all have, have that same energy we y'all complaining about setting up. That, that training, you know what I'm saying? So I don't mean to be harsh about it, but I drum sessions just had that swag that you should have. That shouldn't be a complaint. But I feel y'all, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes band directors can't be lenient. Another thing, I'm trying to be fair with y'all other people. Um, I watch a lot of auditions. We're gonna stop. I'm gonna say, not y'all, because got some some directors on here. If a kid know all their rudiments, I'ma just take go out and let me say if they if they know all their rudiments, everything that drum that that drum instructor asked for them. Honestly, bro, drumline taught us that like Devin Miles was a beast. I want to say Quan, he was done. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I would take a kid who know everything but don't know it on the paper because how often Rafa is 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 high school even right now drum parts. We learn the Jack Bloomba. You got it. You know what I'm saying? I see it happen firsthand. So I just that's another thing I, I just like every time somebody bring up uh they don't know how to read or they don't know uh like because you read the sheet music if you could as a drummer, but he gonna get him a scholarship. He gonna get a scholarship with somebody bad if he know how to do everything he asks for. You know what I'm saying? If you can play it like a repeated back, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta stop acting like stuff ain't what it is. But the last thing I had was, oh, somebody said that that drum competition. Um, that I think the drummer should have. I I've been saying, why don't we have the the real drum line drum line competition? You know what I'm saying? Cause like like all these drum, I won't see in cat versus. Uh, PV, you know what I'm saying? I want to see that just to see who, who what, it, what it really is. I want to see Lane versus somebody else from the other side. So, look at Rick, you know, I'm, I'm gonna certify a little bit. So, that's my time. I can keep going, but I would like some of y'all feedback over something that I said. I know y'all are people, but yeah. All right, uh, does anybody anybody got a uh, response for Justin? Let me, let me say something quick and then you can go, Tay. Uh, um, about the about the rudiment thing, you said you're a horn player, right? Yeah. 
So if your band directed the game to you and you was like, I want to play the horn, and he said, I right, play this. Ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah. That's the same thing. Yeah. That's a, that's the same thing on how we feel when it's a situation of but that but that that's a that's a situation of just Justin what he touched on. He was like some things can be wrote. And what we're not what we're what we're saying is we're not saying that rote is is the end all be all to evil. Because some things, like I say, even even some even when you're teaching band music, all right, when you see that piano on on the paper, it's, it's you still gotta rote teach it to say, I want it, I want it softer than what you think that piano is because of the ensemble and everything like that. So rote teaching does play a part, and Justin was right about the situation. But we can't hold our kids to a situation of, you know, your rudiments, yeah, all right, then you fine. We got we got to do better with our kids because the thing is, we hold y'all to a certain level because we see y'all play Carnival of Venice. You can play this. You can play that. You can play some minors. You can play this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, y'all just, just play your rudiments. You'll be good. A stepchild. Hey, you you know how to play your you know how to play your your scales right? Well, go if you know how to play a scale, then go teach a percussionist how to play it. It's the same thing on the mallet. If you can play it on the piano, you can play it on the xylophone. It's the same okay, thing. Let me, let me let me tell you the the, the core that I have with that. Basically, and I get that you basically saying drummers. Let's let's hold a standard of, of drummers as we hold a standard of, of horn players. But what a difference come in between that? Just being real. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like um. A drum section may consist of drum section may have twelve snares, like eight bass, eight eight ton of drums, eight bass, depending on who school count, however many cymbals, right? Mm-hmm. How many of them? How many? How much of that drum section I'm gonna see in March at, at the concert at the concert band? How many of them drummers? Or oh, in my section, a hundred percent, because I don't play that. Uh, let, just of uh, overall. Oh, overall, you probably gonna get twenty percent. Twenty percent, maybe even fifteen. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. The, the the rest of let's take that fifteen percent away. The rest of those kids who's not doing concert, I ain't gonna sit up the amongst our peers. You really think that like I ain't gonna say the character, you know that the part, you know what I'm saying? But it's just not it's not not being used versus a horn player, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying well, it's better than drummers. Because like if I know my music, I know my music. Every drum part ain't being rolled out. For real, for real. I done been to practices. I've been around before. Then I had no sheet music to no drum parts for real, for real. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying, let's stop always throwing it out there like that's the end all be all and like like kids won't still get scholarships if they don't know how to read. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my my, my take on that. I get what you're saying. Hey, check this out. If you got, let's you got directors on here that's, that's saying that they want kids to read because we hold y'all to a higher standard. And so when you got directors saying, look, I want my kids at a higher standard, I'm not saying they got to be perfect because the right. thing about it is in that situation, you just said that whole drum line, that, that, that 10 snares, five bass and all this other stuff. And then they probably don't got a, a drum instructor or that drum instructor only come after school or that drum instructor only come doing marching band season, then concert band, he go missing or something like that. So then, I mean, he he's not doing his part. He's only doing this part for that one sector of a situation instead of taking the time and control to say, look, I'm going to teach y'all doing the spring too. I might not know everything, but I'm going to teach you what I can know so you can at least take that information and go do it on your own. It's a lot of things you can learn on YouTube now. So, yeah, go ahead. To piggyback on Trice, think about it like this here. If you got 40 trumpets during concert season, you're not going to have 40. Nope. You're not. But I I guess what? Hold on, but listen, but during marching, you got to put everything into the 40. But you got 10, 12 snaps. 
You ain't gonna see all the ten square slabs. You, 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 so you, you, you gotta be fair. If you're gonna do all, if you're gonna spend time and teach and train all the trumpets, why not the snares? That's stepchild. I'm not you you playing into what, what I'm saying, you're making my point. What I'm go back to how you said how we have all those trumpets, right? I'm not gonna say because I, I I I don't there's not sheep. I don't. I don't. Cause I, that's that's this a, 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 a this is a back. This is an off air conversation. Like you might Yo, like it's the music that a trumpet would get. You know what I'm saying? In somebody's band, somebody stepping through the crack. We'll be loud. We'll we'll lie. We say we're not in all bands. They got that one person you can, who knows the Carnival of Venice, who knows much grandioso, who knows it by heart because they just that player. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. Let's hold it to higher standards. But the forty gonna get that attention is my point. Huh? All 40. All 40 going to get attention. They're going to be semi-circle, and you're going to stop them when they make mistakes. You're going to correct. But when see, I often do, I often do, how often in, in, the, in the band room when the, when the it's drummers a, come in, somebody come around, do, do you go, It's a couple pieces that's being missed, though. So a couple things that will happen in a, in a band program that has a large drum line. Um, you'll have about seven to eight kids average on a on a concert band piece. Good band directors are cycling the kids out from piece to piece. Mm-hmm. All right, that's number one. Number two, you're leaving out percussion ensemble like it's not a concert ensemble. I was I was just about to say that, Tay. The oh, people that like, don't make concert band can go to percussion. Up. We yeah. got we got a whole yeah. bunch of ensembles that we don't need. My whole drum line. I only really I only need the music majors. Those are the people right. that I'm going to have for four years. They are written in stone, and that means that they owe me that concert band. Now, some might get in there and be like, hey, I, I, I did this in high school. All right, cool. Come on. All right, if you don't want to do concert band, your ass going to be in percussion or something. Because right. that's where you're going to start learning. That's where you're going to start building and, and, and having that repertoire of, hey, them 16 notes. Come on. This hand drum. And I, and I bet you this. I bet you all of them not going to be on scholarship like that either if they don't perform in the mother ensembles. And that's why we're saying we need to hold people at a higher standard. Because it's it's a problem that you expect buku money and then you only being in one ensemble. I think that's what Rick has been saying for the longest. Can I, Julian? So, would you allow me to? Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Rick, go ahead and get right. in, and then Justin, final thoughts because we got to let two more people in. Uh, first of all, I want to thank all these brothers on the call. I know most of y'all, man, but Paul, uh, Mr. Calvin, and. That man with that great name right there, Mr. Ricardo. Um, I want to thank you guys, man, for being on our show, bro. Like, I've been watching the whole damn show, y'all. I wanted to stay out the way because I wanted to, um, you know, yield to you guys' expertise, all the different things. Dante and I known each other, you know, over 15 years, you know, like, and Kush and I met when I first got Prairie View. And same thing with Larry. So I've known those brothers, but I just want to thank y'all, first of all. But, Justin, I think um, – Quan just hit it, and I just want to say this, and I'm going to get out of the way. The brothers that were just talking, Larian, Mr. Ricardo. Uh, uh, Ricardo, what's your last name, brother? Is Davis? Davis. Davis. Mr. Davis and Mr. Barry. They are telling you something that I've been saying over and over. They are speaking from a collegiate experience, a well-rounded collegiate experience. When a percussion student comes to them, they're not thinking, man, I can't wait, or just thinking about, man, I can't wait for next marching season. They are preparing music educators. They are preparing the future teachers of our people. And what they're saying is we need people that are better in front of our people. It's easy to give the kids what they want. You know, candy. You know how we are with babies? 
You you give a baby some candy, they're excited. Some hot chips. Right. The pro- the fact that the matter is, Joe, uh, Justin, we know as collegiate educators that when they leave us, they are a representation of us. And there is an expectation that every student that comes from Gramlin State or Jackson State or Southern Miss, you know, like all these schools, there is an expectation that when you carry that name on your certificate, you are able to do a specific thing in that field that you majored in. And if they can't do those things, it reflects negatively on our university. Second, for them, they are competing not only with every HBCU in the world, they're competing with the University of Mississippi in Louisiana. They're competing with LSU and, you know, all these other schools that some people, that even those that look like us, think are better. And so when they get out in public, the first thing people say is, okay, I'm going to take the person from University of Mississippi because I look down on the kid from Jackson State. But Deion Sanders, I said this on the last show, is proving a lot to America right now. Like what the, the what he's proving is bigger than just football. There, he puts the boom up there just as much on his Instagram as he puts up the football team. Because what he's saying is black is not less. And as black people, we got we have to get out of this thing. Yes, I marched drum corps. Everybody knows that, y'all. I, I can't. I don't want to change that part. I marched drum corps for five years. I won th- uh, three um, championships. That, that, that That's not who I am. Who I am is the kid from Portsmouth, Virginia, who worked his ass off to get to Norfolk State University and went to these different things to get to where we are, you know, and to be successful. So I think while our students want a specific thing, as educators, we know that that's important, but also you need to be able to do this to be able to compete. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, and I can't speak for those brothers, but at the end of the day, that's what I preach on this show all the time. That trumps everything else that they think is fun because at the end of the day, they got to be able to make a living when they get out of those high school and college bands. man. So at the end of the day, I think just from my perspective, that's what those brothers are saying. It's about improving the experience for black people and improving our status and station in life instead of just standing this one thing and saying, all I can do is damn marching man all day because I know a lot of us are tired of that. So that's that's the only thing I'll say, Julie. Uh, thanks, man. I get out of the way. All right. You know, you know, Rick is always going to give you a jewel. All right, Justin, bro, I appreciate you. Appreciate the support. Did you get it yet? It it, it said it, it should be on the way. Did it did it show up right. yet? It, it didn't come. It, it should be. It should be on its way. It should be. All right, bro. Way. Let me know. Right. Let me know what you, when you get it, bro. You know, I always appreciate you, man. We'll see you next All right. time. I got you. Got you. All right, All right, fellas. All right. Good night. All right, let's go ahead and bring our 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 first to the last. <laughs> let's bring in Crystal. She looks like she's doing some work. Be doing no work. You don't you focus. There we go. Hey, Crystal. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Man, I got the same. No, nah, we can't hear you. You know, you got to get close to your 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 joint because you know last time. All right, one. Huh. Are we still like coming as you are with like our? Our bands like this is black turkey. Cause that's how a lot of this sound like, come on, baby, you can't read. You you and your your you know, you don't have no good clothes, but we're gonna take you. But what do we do when we get them? Because 
my my fear with this, and I'm a hood kid, and the way some of us talk, it's like hood kids can't learn shit. No, I teach in Baltimore. I've never had a drum line that wasn't real. And most of the time, they was coming in as beginners. Like, I always built my band off of beginners in high school. But if you are the educator you say you are, then it shouldn't matter where they're coming from. I, I tell people I can sell Krispy Kreme donuts to a diabetic if I'm good. And some of us, we don't know how to sell some of this stuff. And we can't depend on the Eurocentric um, teaching methods to get to some of these kids. But all of these great pens, with all of these mighty writers, why are we writing stuff down that kids can learn how to read from? And it's called tearing the part. You write a, this is a part that's two and four because I need you to know what two and four look like. And by the time you graduate to, you know, my, uh, my star level, my silver star, gold star part, all those rudiments are there and you can you can really teach kids from different levels at the same time if you could but it sounds like there's people kind of just relying on that oh this is culture so they don't know how to do it but that to me it just sounds a little like lazy teaching and it also sounds like we coming from our comfort zone like some of us need to get out of our, our four corners and, and go see some stuff and go to some conferences go learn some different teaching methods. You might not have got an undergrad. Trust me, I didn't. But that's why I go places. I, I come down south because y'all doing some stuff that's kind of dope to me. And I'm like, I need that up here and vice versa. But if you don't want to leave your backyard because all you care about is breaking up on a Sunday, you're doing a disservice to those kids. You really are because you don't want to pigeonhole an already marginalized community. I'd be damned if somebody was going to tell me what I couldn't do coming from South of the DC. Like, I don't care if I'm sitting next to somebody who's perfect. I could read the chart up and down like you. And that's because the educators I had believed that I could learn anything. And yeah, they made it culturally relevant. But what some of them sound like is, oh, it's a style, it's a culture. No, no. You know, Rick always said, a B flat's a B flat. Now, how you approach that B flat? Might be a little different. But that's Stylistically, different. yeah, it might be different. But there's constants and variables in anything. But music, the reason why it's scientifically a language that can be spoken across different cultures is because there are two constants, pitch and rhythm. And some of us, we say, oh, no, nah, pitch is style. No, it's not. If you put cat on the board and spell a C-A-T, damn it, that's cat. Nobody's going to be like, well, stylistically. Yeah, I'm gonna call it the act. No, you can like not hit the dog. Like we we always try to blackify stuff that don't even need us to blackify. Like, come on, baby, you know this church. You can yeah, that's good getting you in the door, but when you get in the door, I need to give you some good words. And that good word might be this movement chart, that good word might be this big hurt app. We got too much damn technology to talk about kids can't do shit. But they sitting around walking around with a damn computer in their hand 24-7. And this step red and step style shit with professionals, that's because the director doesn't know. I don't blame kids at that point. I don't blame kids and I know how to read. So that's on you. That's on you. And you comfortable. 
But Crystal, I, 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 and fellows, please jump in. I said that in the comments. I want to, like I said, stay out of the way. But at the very beginning, I said that that's a college, that's a collegiate thing. That's not a high. It starts at the collegiate level, right? Like I took that same percussion course at Norfolk State, and the only thing we did in that course was learn how to write a cadence. So like the the different parts, um, and we we learn how to do that. But that's not percussion pedagogy. You don't want to know what we learned it, right? <laughs> but you know, I appreciate it because I know like dictation. But the thing about it is, percussion was my second instrument, so I knew I already knew what I was doing. So it went from not learning all these things like how to, like you guys were talking about how to clean and how to actually work on time. And I talked about a lot of people don't even know about working with a metronome. And the importance of that when it comes with timing, especially with a drumline, all these things are foreign. So once again, y'all, not, I don't want to be the dead horse, but at the end of the day, these collegiate programs, especially with music education majors, have to come together and say, okay, what do our kids need to be successful and actually deliver that? And then the students have to take that information and make it important to themselves. Yeah, you may not be able to, to play snare like Kush. But at least when you walk out of there, you should be able to read through that red book, no problem. All right, we can get to the blue book in a minute. Let's just get to that red book and be able to actually perform or or these different uh, rudimental things that are out there for students. Like, we have to be better band directors. I always say, y'all, there's no such thing as a bad band. There's only bad band directors, you know, because I, I, I've taught at that school that Crystal was talking about. When I got to, I taught middle school, y'all, for seven years before I went to the high school and collegiate level. When I started, my middle school had 45 kids total in the program. By the end, we had 250. And we were making great straight ones every year. And then we had a person in charge of music in the city that tried to break, break the program down as much as she could. And we fought that and still were being successful. Our kids can learn. Poor kids can learn. Kids that's got don't have parent the daddy at home because they like to use that one against us too. Oh, he ain't got his daddy. He ain't gonna be nothing. No, some of the best musicians I ever ever had an opportunity to play with in my life didn't have a father in the home. It's all about creating passion and instilling that into students, not breaking people down and telling them what they can't do. And I think I think as black people, in addition, like we said to that combative thing that you guys were talking about earlier. We also like to break each other down when we see somebody that has vision or ambition or or doing something different that can make them successful. Oh, let's tear that person down. Oh, let's t- make that person feel like their ambition is a bad thing. So, I mean, even the people that we look up to, I mean, especially as, as, as music majors, when we have to research Bach and Mozart, they didn't live the most most glory lives. They, they wasn't saints. Like they, 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 you know, the people that we listen to when we talk about Miles Davis, I mean, shit, if you watch that documentary, you thought you, just, <laughs> you thought you was looking at a pusher man or something like that. If hey, watch, Miles was a saint, man. Come on. If, if you, if you watch anybody, like the people that we hold, exactly the people that we hold true, when you really watch their biography and learn about, man, my daddy didn't like this and all this other stuff, man, but I got on it and I learned it. I started walking behind him. I seen what's the name. I start going to what's the name. I start practicing. And it's like, I know in this generation, that's not even a goal anymore. Like I, I just me listening to the kids, like 
that, that's not even a goal. But my thing is for us percussionists, just like who do we have that's going to be that next person? Like who who are we molding that's going to be that next Ralph Hardiman? Who are we molding that's going to be that next Johnny Lane? Who are we molding that's going to be the next Calvin Burry? Because when Calvin Burry, you know, God forbid, dead and gone, who gonna keep Master Says Drumline going? We gotta under we gotta understand that that we gotta we gotta set up some people that's going to do that. And if we hold that standard up, I mean, I mean, they just learn it to unfold. No, no, because that next person got to teach that next person that next person. Because of the situation that I went through in grad school, I told myself I would never let a kid go without. I would never let a kid go somewhere and say, I don't know how to do something because I went to my grad auditions and my grad auditions and they asked me, you know how to play this? No. You know how to play this? No. And you can ask yourself, Quan, King shit in, in, in college. Anytime anything percussion went on for PV, I was there. I was, I was asked. I was there to perform. I went somewhere else. You know how to do that? No. You know how to do that? No. And, and it's crazy, and, and that and that took me to a situation like, I don't ever want a kid to ever go through that. That's why I went and got my masters. I went and got my masters because I never want another kid to be in the high school band hall and say, Mr. Trace, um, what's that thing over there? That's a marimba. Come on, grab these mallets. Let me show you what that can do. What's that? That's, that's, that's a conga. Let me, let me show you how to do a slap on it. You might start liking it. And all of a sudden, hey, teach me something else. It, and it's like that. And if we had a mentality that I don't want that next kid to be the same way that I went through, I swear to God, we'll start seeing a whole influx of percussions. And this panel will become times two of younger percussionists saying, you know, man, when I had when I was at when I was at Grambler, man, Ricardo told me this. When I was at when I was at, you know, Jackson State, Calvin Burry told me this, man. And, and from that day I clicked on and I told myself I didn't want that next kid to do that. And we can't use that excuse we getting a kid off the street. I mean, kids get off the street and go play basketball. They make millions of dollars. We get off the street and we don't know how to read. What the hell? Facts. 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 LeBron, LeBron James didn't have no daddy. Dude, almost a billionaire. There's people on here that didn't have no daddy. We sitting over here arguing about reading. Where, where, does, where does that make sense? Like, that, 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 we can't use that as an excuse no more. Or we just doing it for fun. Nah. No, nah, you do other stuff for fun, and you learn it, and you learn how to do it for fun. When you want to learn about a gun, or you shooting, or anything like that, anything that we have anything interest in, TikTok dances. You want to do a TikTok, you want to go viral, you're going to learn that dance. You're going to sit there and record yourself over and over. It's the same thing you can do to music. Hey, go learn that B-flat skill, and put it on TikTok, and dance with it. I bet you get viral. Oh, teach me another skill. Like she said, it's another way to do things, it's another way to teach. We just got to figure it out. And that, that, that's, that's it. We can't hear you, Chris. Can y'all hear me? There you go. Yeah, uh, you know you got to get close. You got to well, get close. I know I'm on this stuff, you know, like, <laughs> um, why do we eat? To stay alive. <laughs> For nourishment. The nourishment. For nourishment. For nourishment. So we walk around with malnourished ass kids talking about that's all they need is what I'm giving them. They walk around with all kinds of deficiencies. And what you talk about, Mr. Trice, is you went with a deficiency and you found the only found out until you are around people who didn't have that deficiency. And when we send kids out with deficiencies that they already already have the world against them, 
you can set them up and tell you. This ain't about talking about being white or white or after white, because I'm here to cancel that. Again, I'm from Southeast DC. Ain't no such thing to me. It's intellect and not and not. You either smart or you dumb. Especially when it comes to the music world. And nobody has any patience for all of your deficiencies when you try to get to another level. And some of us find out real quick. You either get with it and you go find some nutrients, you go to clinics and some other stuff, or you you only can make a certain amount of money. And for some of our kids, that's life or death. You want them off the street, you got them off the street, but you didn't keep them off the street because you didn't give them a proper diet so they'll never go hungry again. So I, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing that with black kids. I'm tired of hearing that say that with black kids. It's so limited to them. And for us, we are creating a future that can't replace us. Nobody thinks about that. We created, I hear people complaining about new bed records all day long, and I'm like, well, we made them. We sent them out here. We let them think that you don't need to get certified. We let them think. You don't have to know about other professionals, non-battery professionals. We let them think. You ain't have to touch no balance. And now what we have, we have duplicated our own problems. And then the other, the last, I'll be very brief, Julia. I know you about to cut us off, but and then the last part about it, Chris, we talked, hey, y'all, y'all talked about this earlier is. Yeah, a student may not be coming to school to be a music major. He may not be on scholarship, all that. But music is a source of income that can be in your life for the rest of your life. That's what we can also do better as band directors is show a kid that, yeah, you can be an engineer. And then on the weekend, you can go into whatever jazz club, whatever church, whatever you want and make another, you know, 12 to 13, 14 thousand dollars a year. You know, those are the type of things like it's vision, y'all. It's having a visionary in front of the program or in front of you as a student that shows you what everything that we do can become instead of just looking at band as this one thing that you're going to do for four years and then hopefully for four years and then move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure everybody on here has gigged. I got a gig coming up, y'all. A blessing. It's a, I'm going to just say it's a blessing. I'm playing three songs and making $700. Three songs. Oh, so, Eco. Hey, hey, like, hey, Eco. Um, and you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but that that's what we need to be telling students, right? Is that, yeah, you may not want to study this Bach and this whatever right now, but studying this and honing your skills, why do, why do we make students study Bach, right? It's because if they get an experience where they're going to be playing Bach on a program, they can play it stylistically correct, Right. We're talking about music of the Baroque period. We're not talking about the Romantic period. So going in there as a trumpet, I'm a trumpet player by trade, y'all, and hammering the articulation, playing everything at fortissimo, that's not Bob, right? You got to know the style. You got to know the approach to the instrument. They were playing all open horns. So like that's, that's the reason why. So just showing the kids what these possibilities can be, even outside of just being a music major, is gonna as ties into everything we say. I love this show tonight, man. Y'all got me at home. I'm like, hey, I'm getting the spirit right now. Oh, well, let me hold on to something. Yeah, hey, you making a great point. Um, so uh, before Crystal gets out of here, she know I'm always gonna big her up. So, uh, if you guys have not checked out Crystal on Dive Lady Band Director every Sunday from 6 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. You have got to check it out. A all-woman panel, and they are talking about the realest stuff ever. They just had Juliet Boykins on. Last week, they had Stephanie Sanders on. So Crystal is doing her thing. So if y'all have not checked her out, y'all have got to check her out every Sunday. Dive Lady Band Director. Crystal, I'd be wanting to come on to say something, but I'd be uncomfortable because it'd be nothing but women on there, and I don't want to come on there and get in trouble. So I support you from afar. I'm scared. I look uncomfortable. I'm scared if I sound a little soft. <laughs> you know, she be she don't care. She do it the way she want to do it. Hey, you better come in and stay in your ground, Rick. <laughs> All right, Krista, man, it's, you always know it's a pleasure. You know you family. All right, uh, we got one more coming in. Uh, look, yeah, Quan, it's, hey, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. All right, we got one, but we do got one more coming in. All right, let's show some love to Malik. What's going on, brother? Oh, raindrop! The PB oh, boy. I know it was Y'all food. First, I want to say, give all y'all a shout out. All y'all, y'all my heroes, like for real. Uh, especially some of y'all, my frat brothers, proud, proud loot. Y'all know, y'all instilled a lot in me. Trice, you know. Um, it was something major that y'all said all night, and I think that people don't realize that is the fact we don't have teachers with passion that's doing this job anymore. Like, when I got the PV, I wasn't a perfect percussionist. I Brown and Luke used to always cuss me out. Hey, get your butt in these ensembles. Whether it was a wind ensemble, Brown even had me in jazz just because I can sing. So it's, it taught me a lot. And now I took a job back in Detroit teaching elementary and middle school music. And I'm fortunate because I started a drum line there. And like I said earlier, before we we have a two-hour rehearsal, that first hour, they know we hitting the, we hit looking at, we read music. That's what we're doing. We're not, we not making no cadence. We ain't doing no breakdown. We ain't doing nothing. We read music, and then we get to have the fun. They first performance is Friday, and I told them, you're not performing if you can't tell me at least what 10 rudiments are and play them for me. But that's stuff that y'all have instilled in me, and I think that's what we're missing, even at college levels. Like, some some instructors, don't they don't understand that you have to have a passion to do this job. Like, we look at y'all as y'all are, y'all are, y'all are our other fathers, y'all are our big brothers, but if you don't make us want to learn, why why would we stay in your program? And I think that's what people miss. Like, and Brown, I can vouch for your other percussion skills, man. You used to chat with us all the time. But you used to drive us to be better. And even with the whole MD debate, I loved it. Because you used to always tell us, stop playing two and four. Stop playing this all the time. Add some more stuff. And I think MD is, they're wonderful at what they do. And I think and like I was even saying, even swag schools, sometimes we try to add too much stuff, but I think we we dummy down our own musical intellect by trying to be like, okay, let's just find a pocket. We can find a pocket, but still play at our level. If we wanted to still be in high school, we could have stayed at the crib and not took the school money. So I think it's we gotta stop having this MEAC versus SWAC debate. Let's just call it, let's just be collegiate percussionists. But I think, but Ranger, I think that's the reason why people love Jackson State so much. Like, I had no idea. Um, Brother Barry, please don't cuss me out, bro. I'm from the Mia. I had no idea what Jackson State's drumline was doing. 
until having these debates with Quan made me go back. Uh, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't that. Let me. Let me. Let me. Maybe be clear. Go ahead. The last episode. The, the last episode that we was on. It was me, you, and Maya, and we were going back and forth because I told you I like War and Thunder, and Maya is a War and Thunder fan, and she will tell you all day. I was like, bro. You got to check them out. And then Quan was like, because they funky. And I was like, bro, they are funky. And them flashes be off the chain, dog. Warren Thunder, Warren Thunder be hit, but now you own it. So I'm glad. They they swear, mean, that's they, what I'm saying, they bro. Swear, I had no they, idea. They got a lot so of I went back and watched. Oh, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry, Kush. Go ahead, bro. No, I was saying, just just adding on to uh, what he was saying, they, they got a lot of swag, too. It's, yeah. it's really, honestly, if you, even just looking at a picture, it's, you, you, it's just something about you know what I'm saying? How they look, and then hearing them, man. I agree. But that yeah. it was new for me, cause like I, I, I'm just like I'm just like some of you brothers. I came from a core style background, bro. Um, like going into college, but I never marched like that, man. Until I really got into DCR. So for me, like going into college, I was really big into JMU, man. I always wanted to go to James Madison because they had this 400 piece band. They were really good. And if like and Tay touched on this, and I think I don't think he, he got enough like attention when he said this. The same passion that people have about J, uh, JSU in the South, they have that same passion in Virginia and Maryland and all up and down the East Coast for Norfolk. Like that is the style that people look to. So for me, that's all I knew, man. I knew MD, and MD looked like the cadet. I marched cadets for four years. MD looked like the cadets, man. So I'm sitting there like, damn. Matter of fact, when I mark when my first year marching cadets, uh, Cliff was a. Uh, I'll tell. You, I don't know if you know Cliff. Cliff Peters, my rookie brother, was the third bass drummer of the cadets the year we went. You know what I'm saying? And Andrea tried out. We had like five people from Norfolk that marched cadets that summer. So our kids can do it the same way they can. And I want to get rid of that damn misnomer that people like to put out there. And that's why we started the programs. I'm sure Julian's going to talk about it at the end of the show here, brothers. And I would love to get y'all involved. We started, we went to uh, U.S. bands and we said, our kids can do it too. Y'all going to stop making our kids do what you do to get credit. So what we did was we went to U.S. bands and we said, okay, we're going to start a HBCU band division. People like Brother Barry, you know, uh, but Dave, all of y'all, Kush, all y'all. We want y'all to judge our kids with with the same criteria that the that uh D white man would judge his people with. You know what I'm saying? All right, I saw that on Facebook. I thought it was hilarious. The white man, that shit was hilarious. But anyway, um our kids get the same attention to detail that y'all give y'all's kids. And you're not gonna make our kids well, imagine if we made um the Woodlands learn how to march like P V in order to go to contests. Mm-hmm. How the hell would they look? You know what I'm saying? So we've started that, and brothers, we would love to get y'all involved, man, because at the end of the day, man, like Raindrop said, or excuse me, like Malik said, we don't want Mr. Jackson. He's a band director now. I'm married now. You can't call me that now. Right, 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 right. Like Mr. Jackson said, bro, at the end of the day, our kids matter. And if we allow them to tear our kids down, then we deserve what we get. We deserve to have no future. We deserve to all die. Because at the end of the day, we could tear these kids around on the show, y'all. That's why I say I will never say another band sucks in my life. I'm not doing it no more. Because these are kids. And we always, always treating them like they some Negroes on the street. And they're not. 
They are college students trying to get better. And if they aren't getting better, it's your fault. It ain't there. So raindrop, bro, I love you. You know that, man. Your mama cussed me out that one time when I called. <laughs> when we was in the uh, Walmart. The Walmart. <laughs> but, but I will say this one point, right. and I and I need y'all to really be on this. And yeah. I think y- the people that are in these places, y'all have to hold these band directors accountable. And I think it, it's time for we got to stop being soft, stop being weak. If you in that position, man up and take the criticism. Like I never forget my freshman year, first time meeting Kush. First thing he said, "Hey, play these rudiments for me. What you know? Teach me something." And I played something real simple, and he showed me how to flip that in ten different ways I never knew. And I think that's what us as black men and black the black culture period stop being afraid to ask questions. If you need help, it's people that's been there before you. So just ask for the knowledge because nobody's perfect. I'm not the best, the greatest musician, but just like my kids is working to be better, I'm working to be better. But it's a flip side that, to that too, right? Kush, mm-hmm. like we all singing Kush praises. First time I ever met Kush. The same type, same type of experience, man. Nothing but love from that brother. You know what I'm saying? So on the other side of that, I'll say this. For all you alumni out there that like to tear your own band program down, and um, talk shit about your own band program in these damn Facebook groups. Grow the fuck up. Shots fired! Shots fired! I'm sorry. You don't like it? How about you go back and offer something that is constructive instead of some shit on Facebook that ain't gonna fix nothing? You think your band program ain't doing something? Strap up. Like Kush did. Kush said, I like yeah. Kush Bot came right back to PV, stood right in front of MSD, well, you know, and 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 taught. That's what we need. We don't need a bunch of shit talkers online that ain't fixing nothing, ain't donating nothing, ain't doing nothing. But like you just said, even donating, like you ain't got to be the greatest player. I I have no shame in my game. I wasn't the greatest player, but they know on the line. Hey, what we need? We need to get it. Even once I graduated, I call every semester. Hey, what we need? We got need some new sticks. I need some tape. All right, I'm on my way. I got you, because that's how much I love my school and that's how much I love my section. So you ain't got to be the greatest, but shut the hell up if you know, don't know what you're talking about. Simple as that. I think Mr. Barry uh, hit on that as well, you know, earlier when he said that was one of the reasons why he ended up taking the job was to to build the brotherhood back. Um, and that's what I'm about, too. I'm about brotherhood. I'm about staying together. Like, how can we fix it? You know, like, again, we're not going to agree on everything, and that's cool. But when it comes down to it, you know what? When we on the drum, this is how I got to be played. This is what we're known for doing. Let's keep it like this. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Malik for uh, rocking the swag, too. I see you, Billion Pound Sticks Club, boy. Yeah, <laughs> Kush is also boy. one of the biggest sneakerheads in America. Well, some of us going, Kush, you got me back on it, bro. That, yeah, nah, you got me back on I used I used to love to see you walk through the mall and like just, again, it, not just band, but the conversations outside of band, you know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, it's about that. So, yeah. All right, Malik, man, bro, I appreciate you, man. Congratulations on everything that you're doing, man. You just keep striving, bro, and keep being great. That's what that's what we look for, bro. So, we appreciate Proud of you, man. You, Proud bro. of you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Keep it up, bro. The PV Panther. <laughs>
that was the other thing with Malik. He he was just he was another big dude on snare drum, like man, you know, like yeah. that was probably that was probably why I came up to you, like with that not me. Joe D. Junior. Well, I wish yeah. I could get back so I could hit that wall, but I love you. Kush <laughs> got me right. Kush got me right. All right, bro, man. We appreciate you, man. All right, thank y'all. You know, I I think that we are more than likely going to have to do a part two to this. This one went extremely longer than what I kind of expected it to do. But I also realized that there is a lot of conversation that just did not happen. Uh, So we're going to have to do a part two to this. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how we're going to put that in some type of way. Two topics Uh, instead of four or five. I tried tried it. No, I tried to cut it short, but I ain't want nobody to feel like the stepkids. So I went ahead and gave him a full show. And this is what happened. We went. Hey, this man hours. Julian said we're gonna solve percussion issues tonight, fellas. Ain't no ain't no other night, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're gonna have to do a part two to this, man. So uh I'm definitely gonna try my best to get everybody back, but I also want to make sure I get Teddy on here. So um, because I, I want Teddy to be a part of the panel because he was definitely saying some things and and uh, I, I feel like you know there are some things that you guys can discuss, and there could there could be a discussion, man, that 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 meets everybody at a middle ground. So, uh, before we get out of here, though, that oh, conversation definitely that conversation definitely was going to turn left because yeah, I, I can see it going from me act to swag to what if we ever was to like I already see where that was going. So yeah, well, I you know That's I'm gonna I'm going to be. I'm going to always make sure that we are continuously keeping the conversation, but I'm I, what we're not going to do as, as black people are going to sit up here and, and, and go a, a, a way that I don't need it to go. We don't need it to go. We are always going to respect the culture at the end of the day. And it's so, enough shows that do that, man. It's enough exactly. ignorant ignorance out there. These are college educated black men on this show. You want that ignorance. You can kill your ass somewhere. Else. This ain't the space for you. We ain't going to fight each other on here. We all, it come from a position of love. We want better band students. So F that, bro. That ain't this place. I tried to say the same thing Rick said in the PC way. But yeah. So we ain't we ain't setting up. We ain't meeting yeah, under the tree. You know, that PC do don't always go well, the way you need to. So exactly, you know. Paul. We don't do that around but, here. But bro. that's the reason why I always tell people. Um, I've had people tell me, come teach a clinic. And they want me to teach style. And I tell people, I don't teach style. I teach standard. Because I can't. What you want me to teach you how to play like Talladega? I don't know what their formula is. It's a it's a formula. Certain people got a yo-yo. Certain people got a staccato stroke. Legato, I can't teach you unless I went to that institution and know them. I can't teach you that. I only know the legendary box members or the legendary funk factory. But I, I've never went there. So I can't teach you how. I can teach you how I think they approached it. But I can teach you how to get some money in school. I can teach you how to now when you go to Morris Brown or wherever you go to, that's on you. So yeah, I, I can't teach you style, I only teach standard. So yeah. And Dante. Oh my bad. Who who's what's that? Up, what's up? Oh, got it. No, I was just saying Dante, man. I learned you was doing writing some of that material and stuff, man. Good stuff, young brother. Good stuff. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I think um br- br- B didn't give Mr. Bethea the quite the right amount of credit. So, like, just to kind of let y'all know how how it went, um, he's not lying when he's like MD was like really really student red a student led. 
but as it pertained to mainly our music that we put on the field, that's the stuff that Mr. Bethel was really, you know, putting his hands on. Um, we did have some student arrangers too that were, you know, that what I was getting it into. But most of all, you know, when we talk about fanfares, drill songs, that's that's gonna be Mr. B. And every once in a while, we get some students come through. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, you know, it, it really was student led. It was it was it was a community. I guess that's the best way to put it. It wasn't like it was just one person on the show. And this is for years, years, way before I got in the section. And Tate, let me say this too, yeah. bro. Just I know we ending, Julian. That MIAC SWAC battle, it's just as many people from the SWAC in DCI, because we always like to put the two as they are. Jackson State University. The soloist from the cadets this past year came from Jackson State University. All right. The tenor drummer in the, um, one of the tenor drummers in the drum line came from MD. So there is no delineation between talent, right? In my opinion, man, I haven't been in both conferences. Sorry. SWAC is kind of whipping people's ass when it comes to actual talent level. I call the uh, Southern Jackson, those like the BD and Carolina Crown of, of HBCU band. I mean, that's that's 100% the truth, though. Right. So we all the same people. Yeah, let, just because, you know, things aren't what we want them to be doesn't mean that the talent is not there, bro. And so, you know, these brothers are doing great things in the SWAC, just like they're doing in the MIAC. You know, we can want what we want, but at the end of the day, we educate black people. That's what it's all about. Say, say Julian, I, I just got one thing to say before I go, because I got uh, star testing. My well, test in the morning. Well, you know, uh, you know I'm about to shut it down, so if... And, uh, and do you got cornrows? Yeah, well, I'm, he, I'm got, started, he got a dread daddy. I'm starting to draw, uh, grow dreads. Oh, okay. I thought I saw cornrows. I'm like, grown-ass man cornrows. We won't have a problem, though. Go ahead, Nick Cannon. Don't be but, but I, obviously, bro. Who know how to do an uptown fade now, nah, like, <laughs> We just uh, go ahead. No, go I, I was going to say, man, I'm, I'm about to shut it down anyway, so I'm about to go around the room like I typically do. If you want, I'll go ahead. If you can hold, hold for I, that moment. I got you. All right, good. All right, so uh, the way we usually shut down on here, man, is is we go around the room and, and, and I ask anything you got, any final words, anything you got for the culture. So, Cushion, uh, I'm going to start with you, bro. Any, any final words, anything you got for the culture, bro? But uh, shout out to everybody on the panel. Um, I really enjoyed this. Hopefully I'm invited back for part two. Um, hopefully I can get everybody on the panel because everybody are instructors. I need your whole line outfitted in the Billion Pass Six Club gear. Let's make that happen. Follow me on social media, uh, IG, Billion Parastick Club. Website will be up on Saturday. Uh, I appreciate uh, this again. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, yeah, Kush, make sure, you send us the, uh, make sure you send us the info, bro, so we can pull up for you on the show, bro. For sure, for sure. Uh, uh, official sponsors? Okay. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> uh, Brother Davis, Mr. Ricardo Davis, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Yes, um, I think this was very constructive. Um, <clears throat> I also think that um, I, I just want the rest of the percussion, uh, the percussion world to see this type of camaraderie <clears throat> and how we, um, as educators, deal with each other. I think they too much, we have too much negativity just from in every facet of us as a people. So I think if we can start trying to show this as much as possible, then I think the people that are underneath us are gonna actually start to emulate that as well. It won't completely annihilate it, but I think by having these type of discussions, 
Um, I would also like to come back for part two. But having these type of discussions, I think we can literally um, grow, build, and understand different things about each other. And I think that's the first barrier to breaking down all this, this strife is us understanding exactly who we are and understanding your point of view and why you do things. And that leads to respect. So that's pretty much it. All right. Bet. Um, Larry, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture, brother? Uh, just keep pushing these kids, man. Like, don't don't take an excuse for for your own for your own satisfaction. Like, don't don't take no excuse. Like, give that kid your all because somebody gave their all to you for you to even be here to have this talk, to have this conversation. So, so even if you don't know how to do it, you should be learning how to do it. You shouldn't go out through life thinking that you have learned everything that you need to learn. Regardless if I have a master's, I practice every day. It's kids that it's, it's kids in my band program that come up to me. Amos Trace, I always see you practicing. I mean, shoot, if I got five minutes, might as well use it. Might as well use it to do something. And that's that's just me doing it to motivate them. So that's by rote. It's not me saying you need to go practice. It's me showing them. So talking back to rote and all the other stuff. All right. So I mean, and stuff like that. Um, for me personally, if you need any lessons kids you can go to trice percussion i do lessons compositions everything like that also me and one of my um my drum brothers uh miko shoulders uh, y'all were talking about books and stuff we will be coming out with a book pretty soon it will be called uh the chopposition book coming out pretty soon and talking about the stuff that we do in our culture the chops that we do and everything like that to make it make sense i know and down south, we like to do manipulations. In the east coast, we like to do solos. We're gonna have all that in there, and we got a book coming out pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. All right, bet, bet. All right, Dante, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture, bro? Um, yeah. First thing, um, I hope that after watching this show, like people that are looking at it, can really grow an appreciation um, for a style that's not theirs. Um, just because it's not yours doesn't mean that there aren't good things happening. Um, so take a look into the culture uh, or somebody else's culture and see what you can grab from it. Um, additionally, on, on the flip side, I do want, you know, I, I hate saying me, I can swag, but I'll do it, you know, just for the sake of not, <laughs> not having better words. Um, there, there's something to learn from both sides. And I think if people don't get off of their traditions, um, then they're going to miss an opportunity to become a better version of themselves. Um, lines evolve and that's okay. You don't have to lose yourself just because you're trying something new. Um, so I really hope folks are listening to this and saying, all right, cool. Um, people are saying I'm boring, you know, let me try to do something different without changing who I am. Um, folks are saying, you know, I'm not putting enough on the, on the head. Let me try to do something different to change that. Um, and you might like it. All right. It's Calvin Barry. Any final yeah. thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Man, I just want to thank y'all for having me, man. Um, this was an honor to be on this panel. Uh, Quan, thank you, bro. Um, this is my heart. Man, you guys made me feel like, you know, I was with my my, my own, so my tribe. So, I thank you guys and just the the uh, conversations and just coming together like this, man. This this did this was a blessing for me because uh, 
I'm always on the go. So just to talk to my brothers like you guys was a blessing, man. And if y'all need anything from me, you know, hit me up. Quan uh, has all my information as well. Uh, you know, uh, I want to do a drum battle for, at Jackson State. This is not really a battle, but a showcase. And anything y'all want, you know, schools, kids, anything, man, colleges, we just going to do it big, you know, on this, on this level. So it's kind of like, you know, I want to bring in, you know, Norfolk and things like that. Like, the Thea was my percussion instructor. So I still have a relationship with Thea. I have more speed dial. Um, I, you know, like I said, I'm a percussionist. So this panel is amazing. And this is what the world needs to see. This is what our culture needs to see. You guys are doing an awesome job, man. So God bless y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Real, real talk. I appreciate it. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, definitely appreciate everybody's time. Um, appreciate, you know, staying locked in and engaged with so many people that I've already met and, you know, uh, you know, even Mr. Calvin, I remember, you know, learning about him in 05 at Jackson, you know, definitely a legend and things of that nature. Um, I'll leave you all with a quote that my band director from high school taught me, um, the late, great Miss Martha Howe, uh, fall 83 Jackson State, tall Beta Sigma. She always told me, uh, she passed away about two years ago. She always told me, don't ever get tired of doing the right thing. And I think sometimes in a setting of being a drum instructor slash percussion instructor slash ensemble or whatever we do with drumming, we always kind of lose the the idea of we're setting other kids up for the future. We may not make enough. We may not be qualified, but we still in it, you know, because uh, I was definitely in a position to where degree wise, I wasn't qualified to be over a certain drum line or even a class. But because if they knew my credentials, they was like, oh, no, nah, you got to you got to take over. And I took it upon myself and I appreciate everybody confirming. I took it upon myself to go back and let me learn the rest of the music. Let me learn the compositions. Let me know. Let me understand what it is to know about ensembles. I did that myself. So just whatever you're doing in life, even outside of drumming, don't ever get tired of doing the right thing. And I appreciate you all, you know, being on this panel. I look forward to talking to you all soon. I bet. Uh, Quan. Any final thoughts, anything you got for the culture? Uh, yeah, so first of all, um, my, my heart is, is truly filled with joy, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna give his roses while he here. Mr. Calvin, like really changed my life, like straight up. Uh, stupid, stupid kid, you know, was getting in trouble. Uh, I think we met 03, 02, 03 spring, like around that time. And how God would have it to work was I met him uh, at a particular school and then like two and a half weeks later I was expelled from the school uh, and so I was a you know at-risk student but when he gave me these drumsticks I was like say bro like I really like this and I ended up transitioning to another school and I kept it going and when I realized I can do this for a living or become a band director for a living just by his simple gesture of say bro like I'm starting this this drum line would you like to be on and to see his consistency over um, well, 20 years for sure. Now, like he sent so many kids to college in a parish where they basically destroyed Bane. Like we have nothing there. 
and St. John Parish, and they still don't have nothing to this day. And I've seen this man send kids to school who some of them would have been killed in the parish. You know what I'm saying? So when I say this, this is a calling, like I look at his blueprint for what he's done. I mean, like the man has like had noise ordinances against him, against neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they felt like it was too noisy, but he was taking kids off the streets and teaching them how to read and sing them, sending them to college, you know what I'm saying, on scholarships before he even got to Jackson State. I mean, so at the end of the day, from the bottom of my heart, if it wasn't for this man being a vessel for the Lord, I don't know where I would be. I wouldn't have never met Larry. And I would have never met, you know, you, Julian, Luke. I mean, I don't know where I would have been. I might have would have been dead or still in the parish at a power plant or something like that, which ain't bad. But he planted the seed to become a uh, a band director like he did, because I didn't even think this was possible. So like for him and what he's done in my life, He's opened doors for me uh, to meet uh, Mr. Tarragano. He ended up passing away, but Mr. Tarragano gave me my first job and ended up paying me out of his pocket just because I wanted to be able to try to teach. So I wouldn't have a master's degree. I wouldn't have attended Prairie View. I wouldn't have, you know, be aspired to, um, to attain my doctoral degree if it wasn't for just a mere gesture of take these drumsticks, bro, hit these rudiments, and and have a better life like i like real talk and when i go back and visit and i see people in the parish they always had that story kwan you was bad but what happened well drums happened and the rest is they would say it's history so mr kelvin i love you with my whole heart uh that's that's not enough adoration that i can give you that that i can say to you just thank you for for investing in 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 me as a young teenager uh I would walk, try to walk to his house to get private lessons. That's how bad it was in the parish. We had nothing there. So you have people like that, and I'm thankful that now he's back at his alma mater, transmogrifying kids to the next level to be better citizens. So just thank you. Thank you, Julian, for, you know, uh, taking this idea and run with it. Thank you, Rick, you know, for the nuggets that you dropped. Uh, Dante, real talk, bro, we're going to exchange numbers. And what I don't know about, that particular style or even mdfs bro like educate me on that bro let me not just be a person that just say one thing you know but then don't back it up with action so what i don't know please let me know and whatever you don't know i'm an open book as well uh thank you again uh ricardo you know what i'm saying uh thank you real talk because i think you trans transmogrified uh the drum section at gremlin in a positive way back to where honestly like they they something to be reckoned with truly so just thank y'all again uh, there's there's nothing more i can really say i think i think the internet submitted him but i think he ended it pretty well so i think is he are you good now was that was that the end i'm sorry That's i don't it. okay because it froze I, I i'm sorry i didn't mean it to to make the the speech, you know, it was really good, but then you froze, so I didn't know if that was it. My bad, bro. <laughs> uh, Rick, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Yeah, and he did get smitted because he just got kicked out. But I just want, <laughs> but I want to. I knew it. All right, I want to let the world know. I say something positive about Quan. 
uh, Quan had cornrows and the sides were slicked down. That brother was clean. So he getting ready for them <laughs> dread daddies. So shout out to Quan with that smooth sides. You know what I'm saying? He was killing it, bro. Um, fellas, one thing I do on every show is I try to give like some good music that we listening to, or I'm listening to right now. So I'm going to give three albums that I'm listening to. Oh, there you go. Look, my sides clean, boy. Them things slick down, boy. You probably use some slick on them. But anyway, um, Three albums I'm listening to, fellas. If y'all heard them, cool. But everybody out there, Eric Robeson from D.C., he just came out with a new album called Lessons. That joint is fire. So if you want a good uh, ride now, it's it's a smooth groove. So it's 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast. Y'all might not want to listen to it tonight. But when you wake up tomorrow, go and throw that Lessons on, man. Um, Alex Isley. I didn't say her name on this show before. But uh, she is so dope, man. She just came out with a new album called uh, Marigold. Ale- Alex Osley and Jack Dine just came out with a new album called Mel- Marigold. The album is fire. It's another smooth daddy. So if you ain't, hey, don't listen to it tonight. Listen to it tomorrow. And then finally, I'll never give a lot of hip hop. I'm going to give a hip hop because J. Cole and Dreamville just came out with a new album. So if you like J. Cole and that style of rapping, man, North Carolina, um, then that's a good one for you. And last thing I'll say, you know, I always I always talk about supporting black because I think it's important. Right. We we were starting from, you know, not even close to being on base and then trying to get around. Man, it's hard. But, you know, obviously we want you to support black. But I just want to say two things, uh, because both Mr. Barrier and um, Ricardo touched on it, man. At the end of the day, we can only do was in the best interest of our people dog. we can sit up here and we can argue and all that stuff but we got to do what's best for our people moving into the future there are a lot of people that get mad fellas at what we say on this show they don't like it they think it's you know oh why y'all bringing light to this or whatever but I, i found and i saw this i went to the hbcu band consortium last weekend and, and there were people like not speaking and stuff. And then there were people that came up to me personally, like, man, I love what y'all doing on the show. The people that get mad is the people we talking about. They band sound like they ain't doing nothing in the band room. Tuning is not even a thought. You know, those are the people that get mad because we talking about you. And I want you to know we talking about you. What Mr. Barry is doing at Jackson State, he ain't worried about that because that ain't him. His band gets kudos all the time. I I can't remember how many times, Mr. Davis, I done heard people say, dog, you hear what's going on at Grammar? That happens all the Julian has said it on the show a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't talking about people like y'all. We talking about the people that's out here being ignorant, don't want to hear nothing nobody else has to say because what they do is right. So at the end of the day, y'all, we want what's best for our people. And what's best for our people is to be able to compete. We ain't asking for no handouts. We asking for opportunity to be in the room and show that we belong in the room. That's what we're asking for. So support black, but most importantly, give black an opportunity to excel and more than likely we're going to. So that's all I got, man. Have a good night, brothers. Uh, y'all going crazy with this damn four, five hour show, but hey. They didn't want to be treated like the stepchildren. I, I gave it to them. So, hey. Well, right now we've been treated like the whipping boy. Y'all remember that book? <laughs> Golly. 
But man, uh, I will tell you, this has been an amazing, amazing show, man. The information that has been given out on this show, I, like I said before, I have just not seen on any other show, man. So we are going to do a part two. It's not even the question. We are going to do a part two. Uh, I have to just make sure I schedule it. Uh, I got all of you brothers emails, so uh, I'm going to make sure I get that information out to you before we go. Uh, I want to make sure, uh, Rick, you said something about it earlier, uh, U S bands and the, uh, battles that they are doing that is hosted by U S bands, uh, that is for us. So I wanted to make sure I put it out on the screen. Uh, and then I can, we're also going to, I'm going to run a commercial on this show as well. So, uh, that one's going to be a Saturday, uh, November 5th in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. We have the other one that's going to be at, uh, Prairie View. So we did the one at Prairie View, uh, this past year. And so we're coming back to Prairie View again. Uh, and actually talk that talk. We'll be there. We will be there, uh, going live actually. Uh, so we'll be at Prairie View November 12th. And then on Sunday, October 16th, we're going to be at Petersburg, Virginia. Myself and Rick are going to be in, uh, in Virginia. We're going back to Virginia and uh, we're going to be um, judging there. So we're looking forward to doing that. And then the final one that we're going to have is going to be Sunday, October 9th in Montgomery, Alabama. So these are some really, really good shows. Um, and I know Rick more than likely uh, if if he will more than likely contact you guys to make sure that you guys are, are a part of it, man, because we want you guys to be a part of uh, these great things that are going on that are for our people. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're looking for judges. We're looking for bands to participate. We're looking for all that fellas. So uh, I'm working on some leadership things right now. So if that's something you're interested in, man, you could definitely get my information from Julia, but I'm putting my money where my mouth is, man. This was a initiative that my boy, and I've been working on for years, and it's finally getting off the ground, man. God's been good to us. So if that's something, that positivity is something you want, man, I absolutely need some brothers like y'all involved, man. So Most definitely. Uh, and then also, please make sure if you haven't picked up any of your Talk That Talk mer merchandise, you can go to passionis.online. Once again, that's passionis.online. And you can get any of your Talk That Talk merchandise. You can also get 30% up or yeah, 30% off. All you have to do is type in HBCU band once you go to check out and you will get 30% off of your purchase. All right. Other than that, man, we don't have anything else. Please make sure that you go ahead and click that like button on the way out. This has been one heck of a show. Look for part two. It is coming out. All right. Part two is coming out. So once again, I want to say thank you, brothers, for for just joining us and holding it down. Thank you for Lace the Hands, the only uh, woman that we had on the panel. She had to go earlier, but I appreciate her. Uh, well, I guess Crystal. I guess Crystal is just nothing. I, we're, I'm talking about the the female percussionist, bro. Shut up, Ali. Can hey, I, Quan, can did I, you use a toothbrush on the edge just now? Let me close out. Anyway, I got baby <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate y'all, man. We will be back for part two, man. You guys have a great night. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.